Uh, if you'd like a blanket, I got one. Would you like a blanket? No, I got a, I have a... I have a... See, this, this is my favorite irony of all time. What's that? A U.S. Navy deck jacket made That's in it. China. USA! USA! Mm-hmm. Let's make America great again. All right, enough political cartooning. Let's <laughs> start the show. Hey everybody, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And you know what? Oh, why don't you tell me, Dave? Uh, tell me what's up. Sne- what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Sneaky 316. Three Sneaky 316? Yeah, God so loved the podcast that he gave his only uh, begotten sneaky for the world. Is that how it goes? I can't remember. I don't know. Was that the sign God that so that fellow the with that the rainbow only... wig? Was that the guy? Yes. He was holding up. Uh, was it John 316? John 316, yes. Very nice. And I gave a very bad paraphrase of it there. No, that's okay. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son... So that we may have eternal life? Is that what it is? Right. Well, most please, people someone know... Please, someone who's actually read the Bible, please yeah, let me know Yeah, most people know 316 so. because it was my locker number in uh, high school. And also the bus that ran along your street, uh, just past just a block from your house. So the number reoccurs many times. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Remember all those Time Life books about UFOs and uh, secrets and mysteries? Uh, boy, t- what happened with time during that brief period of time? Where the it just 70s. Went, it just went pure the 70s happened. National Enquirer oh, man. and just dipped low. But I, th- I think every red-blooded... all Bigfoots and yeah. whatnots. Every red-blooded American male re- re- read the books on witchcraft because it had uh, naked pictures of women. In it. Oh, so, did it? Oh, yeah. And Bigfoots because he's naked too. <laughs> Bigfoot is not naked. He has a fur blanket on. Yeah, but he's no genitals, wearing... well, which is why he's so mad. Which... When you're like, hey, Bigfoot... How that's are you doing? Right. And that's like right. nothing. He's like, this whole Bigfoot thing is a myth. That's right. A myth. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. You know what big feet mean? Big shoes. Hey, are. Well he doesn't wear he doesn't wear shoes at all. That makes uh, no sense at all. Uh, folks, <laughs> you wear sandals. Hey, uh, I got uh, the last remains of a cold, meaning I'm exhausted. And my throat might uh, go out at any second. So please enjoy me talking while uh, you can. Uh, Dave will carry on without me That's uh, in the podcast as things pro- pro- progress. This may not be one of our two-hour yes. giant episodes, is what I'm saying. You 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 may fall to the wayside, and I will carry on. Yeah. Up the hill, the Sisyphean enterprise we call Sneaky Dragon. Oh, I thought you were going with the Lord of the Rings thing. No, I guess I could have said up Mount Doom, but what am I dumping into the into the volcano? Or we could have done a Jack and Jill because it's all downhill from here. Mm. And then uphill again because it's Sisyphean. Oh, that's right. She came tumbling after. Did she <laughs> injure her crown as well? <laughs> she. I don't know. We just typical of the of that time period. It's the guy who has all the importance in the story. It's, right. He's the one getting the vinegar and paper, and what is she getting? Nothing. Well, that guy did a lot of work. That Jack guy, he was uh, he was being quick. He was jumping over a candlestick. He was <laughs> he was climbing up beanstalks. He was that's true. He was eating. He was, he was eating fat, or was he eating lean? I can't remember what he ate. He uh, ate lean. Jack Sprat would eat no fat. Yeah, he would. But his eat wife would eat no lean. Yeah. And so between the two of them, they licked the platter clean. That's true. Yeah, because they. Do you both... say between? I would say I would say betwixt them both. Yeah, I don't like saying betwixt. That's too witch, it's too witchcrafty. And I read that witchcraft <laughs> book in the seventies. You did not. Really you said you did It really creeped you, me out. You seem surprised that there were pictures. There are nude women in it, and somehow I discovered that. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I also uh, like your friend, that, the library. I, I also like that someone, uh, not me, but someone before me, wrote um, funny comments in the uh, war, the Time Life War books. So, oh, what did they? What he did would they have. They, they just put little word balloons. The only one I remember now is a guy. And he's walk. He's like on a, I guess, on a long march. Mm-hmm. And then he has a word balloon that says, "I'd walk a mile for a camel." 
So it was a teacher. <laughs> because that is an old no, reference. That is an old reference, but we grew up at a time when we knew old references. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else went, how are you fixed for blades? <laughs> and then right. it was Quick Henry the Flit. And then it was like, oh, all That's the right. freshest old references. <clears throat> yeah, Burma Shave references. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even such a product called Burma Shave when we were but somehow we knew about it. Yep. Uh, folks, uh, holidays are coming up. We just want to wish you, before we get uh, going on this, uh, happiest whatever you're going to do. Uh, we're <laughs> recording this at the at the darkest day of the year. Is it? Oh, yeah. the 21st today. 21st, right? that's right. It is the uh, solstice. It is the darkest uh, day. And so uh, we may be doing the darkest jokes of the year as well on the episode, as, <laughs> the as one does. But however you're celebrating or whatever you're doing, uh, take it easy on yourself. Be, uh, be all right. Don't, uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't stress yourself out too much. As uh, I like to say, be kind. Rewind. Yeah, just rewind, relax. Just rewind. Yeah, just and look, cut everyone some slack. And rewind. Yeah, especially this time of year when there's so much more traffic, so many more people everywhere. Yeah, everyone's having a hard um, time. I know it's like, look at all these other jerks at the mall. Mm-hmm. I know, but you know what? They're all just trying to they're, do this. They feel the they same They don't want to be you. here. <laughs> no one just, here is like going, wee, you know. It, you know what? I don't actually mind Christmas shopping. Okay, well, we're going to talk about this because you brought in your Christmas shopping. Let's ruin all <laughs> the gifts that you got for, <laughs> for people here. I can't tell what I got, but I can say... They're used books. <laughs> oh, very good. So I'll say that. Very nice. Uh, but you don't mind doing your Christmas shopping because I have not done much of it yet. Yeah. Well, that's one one chink in my armor there when I said I don't mind it. I also really like procrastinating mm-hmm. uh, Christmas shopping. So I've I've done a, I did a little bit on um, the other night. What night that was, I don't remember. But it was probably yeah, it was Tuesday night because the power was out at our house. Went off at three thirty in the afternoon and came on again at three thirty in the morning. Which I can tell because I can subtract um, the microwave clock when it turns on. It starts at zero and then it counts yeah. down. So if it's like two thirty, then I can count back from say it's eight thirty in the morning and say, "Oh, I came on at six in the morning." See, but anyway, um, so yeah, they came on at three thirty. So we had nothing to do, honestly. Like, what do you do then? I mean, I could have read, yeah, by candlelight. Some some use. I could have read some trollop by candlelight. Sure, that would have been very uh, evocative. But no, we went Christmas shopping. But also, we need to get dinner, so that was it. So we went and uh, we went Christmas shopping. So that was the start of my Christmas shopping, pretty much. And uh, but uh, you know, I, I kind of enjoy it. Um, my one frustration is tr- my parents. My parents are my one frustrating thing. And now that I say that, I just realized I haven't bought anything for them, and so I've just had a level of of stress added to to, to the, my my. Mm-hmm. my are mind. they uh, hard to shop for? Well, you know, what do you get for people who have no interest in life and have everything that they need? Uh, gift cards. To what? To a restaurant. That's about it. But yeah. I mean, that That's is the, that that is it. That's that is the answer. The, to the yeah, question. it is the it is the, it is an Where answer. Where was the last place you ever saw them eat? <laughs> Get a card to that. It is. It's not. It is an answer, but it's not a great answer because There's I feel no great like answer. it's so impersonal. Gift cards are so impersonal, like the most impersonal gift you can give someone. It's basically, you know, here, you do it. That's, yeah. that's what you're saying, which is fine. I mean, if you, you know, if you're just giving out a few presents to people. You know, and they're not like your closest relatives, but they're my mom and dad. So there should be some idea that I'm, I'm thinking about them and I'm considering. And this is why people go crazy at Christmas. Well, that's it exactly because it's like uh, you feel like you've got to make up for something in the rest of the year, or there's all this psychological pressure of just like this has to show how I feel about you, mm -hmm. and it's like no, it doesn't. It's just a thing. (laughs) Whatever it is, it's just a thing. It's uh, uh, just uh, have a conversation with them. Share, share, share some bread. Oh no, I agree with that. I think there's. Should be a little thought put into. It. If you're going to get a gift, you should put a little thought into it. Don't just throw, you know, just bring him a garbage bag. There you go. It's useful. Mm-hmm. You can put stuff in it. What's the? Uh, have you ever had a gift that you gave your parents that they really liked? And there we go. 
See, this is the thing. You got you to gotta replay it and go like, has any one of these ever been a winner I'm, in the I'd past? Have, I have given mom a gift that she liked. Was it a very personal gift? Like something and, you had made? Well, it was a book that it was in her – it was in, to her interests in life. Yeah. All right. Um, which was – at that time, she liked to quilt. And she doesn't do that anymore, so I cannot – Yeah. There's the you know, that's the problem. problem. Like I think – like, you know, I could take this on myself, but I actually blame my parents because they have – seriously, they don't do anything. They don't do anything at all. Are they both retired? They're both retired. They play – they have a computer. They don't need anything more in their life because it has solitaire on it and hearts. Kind of – oh, it doesn't have hearts on it because I think I told that story before. <laughs> that they, they, you know, they got Windows 10. Yeah. And then they discovered that it didn't come with games. Yeah. And then I downloaded games on it for them. And then they still didn't like it. So then they went and paid someone a hundred and something dollars to take off Windows <laughs> 10 and go yeah. back to Windows 8. <laughs> and then they discovered that that also didn't come with games. <laughs> And then the games that they have in the app store don't work on Windows 8. And it's, oh, anyway. So my dad has solitaire, but no hearts. Okay. Why are you laughing? This typical old people? <laughs> Fucking idiots. I like that it's all basically to load a 99 cent game. <laughs> like the enormous amount of money. I know. Like at that price, you could hire that... someone to come over and play hearts yeah. with you every day. <laughs> that and email. That was, yeah. That's what they use it for. And my mom does her banking online. But that's it. So, you know, I can't. So she was going to do her banking with Windows 8. That's not going to work. Well, you, you can't have you can a Windows still... as that old when you're having like banking software. I know, I know. Yeah, no. But not I think at it's all, all website based. So I'm sure, it is sure website fine, based, but, but it won't be able to work. It's, uh, ugh. anyway, I, t- I tried to tell them. Really, I did, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I, when they did it, I, I wasn't part of it. I wasn't, I didn't tell them they should do it, but they did it themselves. Right. They did it to themselves. Once right. they did it, then I went over there and I like organ, I, Fixed her email so it all worked and everything right. was up and running. And I downloaded hearts and solitaire and I put them in an easy place for my dad to find them. And then they fucking still went and put it all back to Windows 8 and paid some huck, some scamster, you know, hundreds of dollars to do this thing that you could do for by yourself with, with, your, with your son frustratingly yelling on the phone line at you. Yeah. No, no, press the uh, press the no, no, press the okay. No, just say okay. No, it doesn't matter. Don't read it. Just say okay. Oh yes, so so fun. Here's what I would do if I were you, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you bad advice. <laughs> bad advice. I would uh, hunt down an iPad one, an iPad <laughs> one. Okay. And you can get one of those for like sixty bucks, if that, whatever it is. Okay. Get your iPad One. Mm-hmm. What's an iPad One? An is that like iPad the, is the, first the basic, iPad. the first. Okay, the first. The iPad. first one that came up that's useless to anybody who's not <laughs> an older person. Uh, you get that. Yeah. Uh, load them up the card games, mm-hmm. uh, which will cost you every card game in the world uh, five bucks. Uh, load them up and hand that to them, and then that's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, and then just go. Here's the thing that you can just play all your card games on, yeah. and then when your dad realizes he can play it in the bathroom, life changes <laughs> and it never comes out. He never never leaves yeah. the game. Well, that's what, well. So my dad either, um, I mean, he does potter around or potter putter around the house. Like yeah. he'll do, you know, he'll go outside and he'll pick rocks out of the lawn, throw them back into the rock garden for you know an hour. He'll um, go outside and he'll. Is your dad a Buddhist monk? No, he's just a very particular man, very picky person. So everything okay. has to be just so, which is fine. Does he do gardening? Yeah, he does. He does tomato. I uh, make. He makes tomatoes. Is there anything gardening y that you could get them? Uh, well, uh, he, no, because he's got it all. Like he's, you know, what let is me he? ask you this. He's another garden shovel here, Dad. Here's one. One more. Do they have chickens? <laughs> they do not. But maybe now that you say that, of, maybe a I couple s- of chickens. I see a. I see a slightly used chicken run in their future. Um. Yeah. They. 
Um, yeah. oh, or, and listen, um, I'll say what I say, uh, like every older couple needs, a ferret. Really, really <laughs> spruce things up. That's right. Here's that. Here's a ferret and a book on how to grow unusual mustaches. You're ready. <laughs> so... <laughs> I feel, uh, and then my dad also likes to sit on the couch wearing headphones because he's, he's mostly deaf now. Yeah. Wears headphones and he watches golf all day. Like, I don't care what time you come over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not, obviously not in the middle of the night, but what time of the day you come over. If he's not outside doing some mysterious thing around in the lawn, sort of lawn and garden work, mm-hmm. he is, uh, watching golfing. Have you, have you seen that thing where you can, it's a little putting green actually for the bathroom? Hmm. Have you seen it? No. Okay, here's what it is. It's a little putting green. Yep. And it basically runs from the toilet like along the sink, mm-hmm. like un- okay. like by next to the sink. And so you can be like while you're on oh, the toilet, okay. you have a little putter and you can like do your putting while I you're uh, doing your I business. See. Yeah, see, it doesn't really work with my mom and dad's ensuite though because the toilet is beside the shower yeah. and the sink no, is I, opposite. I tried my best. Yeah, you did. I, that's a good <laughs> idea actually. Damn it all. Um no, I just feel like, but like I say, it's their own fault. You know, speaking of uh, t- tomatoes, and I just briefly mentioned it, but it reminded me that I did get a b- wonderful gift out of the tomatoes this year, which is my mom made tomato marmalade. Mm. Have you ever had that? What do you have it on? Just toast or bagels or whatever. Oh, okay. It's a sweet. Why do I think it would be better on bagels and toast? For some reason, I go like tomato marmalade on a bagel. Sounds great. On toast, yuck. But for some reason, <laughs> bagels sounds good. Well, how about sour, sourdough me? bread? Sure, sourdough bread sounds fine. Yeah, okay. that's what I have it on. I don't okay. really have regular bread for. Um, yeah, it's quite, uh, my mom used to always make it when we were kids. What do you spice it with, or what's? Uh, I don't really know how she makes it. I'm gonna have to pry the recipe out of her before she leaves us because uh, I would like to continue the tradition. I mean, it's basically like a real marmalade in the sense that it has orange rind and all that kind of deal, oh, okay. deal going on in it. But its base is tomatoes, and I imagine a shitload of sugar to <laughs> make the tomatoes make the tomatoes work. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It doesn't sound good, I, I imagine. No, no, it sounds fine. To somebody who doesn't like tomatoes, they'd probably be like, ooh, but it actually is really good. And it's very, very little to do with tomatoes. It has less to do with tomatoes than ketchup does. So it doesn't have the flavor. sharpness of a tomato. It has a so more of a sweet. It's what well, it is a sweet, but I mean, it's a sweet sour sort of thing because it's a marmalade. So. Let me ask you this. If you had a piece of toast and you uh, put the tomato marmalade on it, mm-hmm. would you also perhaps put a slice of bacon on there, and would that work? No, I don't I think so. I am thinking along the lines It's of, not really a savory thing. You don't want to go savory? Because you're kind of thinking more like, I think you're thinking of like a chili jam that you can get where you have that kind of heat to it. I see what you're it. saying, yeah. That would work, I think, with, a, with Though, bacon. Though, to be honest, I could see myself eating uh, some marmalade with bacon now that I'm thinking about it. Really? I think the sharpness of a little bit of uh, orange, a little tang mm-hmm. on there with a little bit of the bacon, not so bad. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, because marmalade has that slightly sour, you know, because you're also eating the rind, so you get yeah, that. Yeah, you're hitting so, the sour, yeah, yeah. that is a point. I don't know if the bacon would really work in that. Listen, we're going to ask our, uh, our our sneakers out there. Uh, <laughs> if you've got yourself some uh, marmalade and you've got yourself some bacon, yeah. uh, do, us, do us a favor, make yourself a piece of toast, put some marmalade on there, put a piece of bacon on it, see what it is, report back to us. Thank you. <laughs> please. Don't you forget to say please. Okay. By the way, I did my... That uh, is a call to reaction. I did my annual, does eggnog still hurt me? It does. How does it hurt you? Uh, to, well, I took the lactate, so it wasn't hurting me in that way. Oh, okay. But it just made me like sick as a dog for the night. I just like, really? felt really like... Ugh. So you do not do well with dairy products? Is that a thing? Uh, I guess like... But you like ice cream? Egg, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't or do really, you just suffer the I don't really have straight milk. And really, ice cream okay. I have so rarely. Mm. I do have cheese. Cheese doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess like there's something about just straight on eggnog that's like so noggy yeah. that it uh, gets me, which is a shame because fuck do I love eggnog. Do you really? My God, it's so good. You should get eggnog flavored ice cream then. Uh, okay. Why is that? 
Well, because it's ice cream, and you're fine with that. But we'd, you'd get the eggnog element of it, but it would be an ice cream form. Understood. I'm not sure. I don't know why that. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because remember that holiday ice cream? I don't think you see it very much anymore. It used to come in like a green and white, green bucket with a white yes. lid, and it would have like the fruit, sort of the fruit cake fruit in it. Yes. As well as an eggnog based. I'm ice hearing cream. you. I'm listening. And I, I really this enjoyed is, uh, that. Bringing back memories. I really enjoyed that as a as a child without any taste buds. Apparently. Yeah. Just whenever I see give me whatever that there's a. Uh, ice cream flavors or whatnot that uh, have vanished over yeah. time, I think, well, this must have killed somebody. <laughs> Why? Some kids choked on the fruit or well, something. They still have that tiger's tail, and that must have killed someone. Yeah, but, you know, the uh, tiger's tail, is that's uh, big business. They, you can't uh, shut down tiger's <laughs> yeah, tail. Um, speaking of things that don't exist anymore that are sweet, last week you wanted to talk chocolate bars or candy bars. Yeah, we and, did uh, with... and, and, and you didn't get a chance to because of our dumb guests <laughs> whoa, who wouldn't whoa. let us talk. It's blah, funny. blah, blah. <laughs> I'm Crystal. I'm Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Get oh. your own show is what I say to them. Anyway, we really enjoyed having them over. Uh, yes, thanks for coming. And I uh, had a nice time afterwards uh, going to White Spot. Yeah, that was Good nice. Time that was our final, fi- our final guests in that Yeah, we're not podcast. having any more damn guests after them. <laughs> you don't want to do that content? No, anymore? not after them. They know what they did. <laughs> anyway, it was great having them. There. It was. It was yeah, a real treat. <laughs> really nice people. Yeah, really nice people. Couldn't uh, couldn't have enjoyed them more. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> So anyway, uh, on to uh, Nielsen. I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed that bit. <laughs> yep. Um, so so I found uh, a picture of uh, all these old Nielsen uh, chocolate yes. bars, and I put them on our yes. face uh, our Facebook page. Yes, you did. Uh, do you have that uh, picture with you? I, well, yes, I believe I do, David. Let me uh, let me look this up for you. Um, uh, happy happy to find that for you. Here we go. There's that, and then there's that. There we go. Nice. I'm just gonna turn off my phone because I um. I have about two percent. Let me battery. hand the chocolate bar uh, phone over to you. There you go. Uh, yeah, now, now so, here's um, the one thing about the Nielsen uh, bars, where I, I did make a mistake on a past show. We were talking about uh, your love of Turkish delight. I do love Big Turk. Big and Turk I believed, bars. and I believed that they had a, a, a chocolate bar called Four Flavors, which had Turkish delight. Uh, I was incorrect. They had yeah. another chocolate bar mm-hmm. called Treasures. That one did have Turkish delight. My confusion is both had caramel, both had chocolate, uh, but Turkish delight was only in Treasures. Uh, and again, these are bars that no longer exist. Treasures no longer exist. <laughs> Neither I does feel, Four Flavors. I feel looking at this, uh, there's quite a few here that don't that you couldn't get anymore if you went to the store. Right. Well, what happened was Nielsen was bought by Cadbury. Okay. Uh, so they are still called Nielsen, but uh, they're under the Cadbury umbrella. Uh, ah. Ones like uh, Crispy Crunch still exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but Burnt Almond? Burnt Almond does not. Jersey Milk, I don't believe, uh, still exists. How about Rosebuds? Rosebuds, I think, do exist in certain in mm. certain forms. Mm. Um, and uh, my least favorite chocolate bar from when I was a kid, yeah. I really hated the chocolate. Well, well, yes, out of all the ones that are there, what, what do you think was my least favorite chocolate bar? It was not a really flavored one, so it's not like burnt or <laughs> roasted or any of that. It's malted milk? No, my least favorite uh, was Chunk. Oh, that was my second one. Darn oh, it. I hated Chunk so much. Why? Why? It just was too much of not good. Too much? Was it, a, it was was chocolate? Thick. Yeah, it was With thick caramel? and dense. No, nothing in it. Just, just, just chocolate. Just damn chocolate and not good chocolate <laughs> and too much of it and hard to access <laughs> and just a bad time all around. Oh, yeah, it's uh, interesting looking at Molly O. I don't think I ever had that. There's a lot here that I never had. Mm-hmm. Molly O now seems like a type of drug. Like a lot of these that uh, mm. were chocolate bars. Well, there is uh, Molly. Isn't Molly a drug? Yeah, it is. Okay. But Molly O is uh, Molly different. Molly O is the type of uh, version it's, of that that gives you an orgasm. It's oxygenated. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting looking at this uh, list of uh, there's a lot of coconut. All right. Well, why don't you say like... them out loud so that the uh, oh, okay. so it's not just uh, our uh, staring at them. You go. Uh, um, how about yeah, Danish right. Danish chocolate bar? Danish chocolate bar. Yeah, the Danish chocolate bar. I don't know the one at all. Does it, is it flavored like a Danish? And by the way, you got me. You're saying chocolate bars, which is not accurate. It's candy bars because mo- many of these do not have chocolate okay, and candy also bars. Uh, not real chocolate. So okay, okay. To uh, the uh, connoisseur out there, candy bar. There is the still hanging around Mr. Big bar, mm-hmm. uh, candy bar. How about the Virginia candy bar? Is that still around? No, I don't think so. Do no, they have a think... Sweet Marie there? Or is that a different? There's uh... a Sweet Marie. Yep, that's that is still one. around. That's that still is around, a yeah. rare one to find. But uh, but I you... saw one the other day. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a some kind of coconut bar. This is like all I can see is coconut. Coconut. Sorry, everyone. I suspect that the coconut bar is around with a different name. This one might be dark coconut, and then there's light coconut or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're coconut. trying to hedge in on that almond joy. Money. <laughs> and then there's a couple of of just rolls. There's caramels. And peppermints. I imagine the peppermints are a peppermint fav- flavored, and the caramels have caramel in them. Yeah, I'm there. I'm probably going to agree with you. As a guess, how about so the Malio? Did you ever have a Malio? Never had a Malio in Me my life. Me neither. I don't think I ever saw it because most of these chocolate bars I've tried. I never liked coconut as a kid, so I never tried a coconut one. So in that way, you were like every kid in uh, the Peanuts comic strip. How so? They all hate coconut. Is that They're right? Always spit out coconut whenever there's something coconut. I guess Charles Schultz didn't like coconut. I you can make that assumption. I uh, <laughs> I don't want to speak for the man, but uh, his I character speaking, certainly did not. I am speaking for uh, then the Nielsen Crispy Crunch bar, which you which you mentioned, which is one I've tried, but I do not like very much. I'm okay with it. All right, let me ask you this: out of all those chocolate bars, what's your favorite? Doesn't have to be one that you like, but what's your favorite of all of them? Oh, chunks for sure. <laughs> By the um, way, Chunk is also my least favorite Flash villain. <laughs> um, sorry, looking at this, I guess I would go if I was at a store. Yeah, and you said you have to get one of these chocolate yeah, bars. Yeah, these are the only chocolate bars available. I probably would go with the Mister Big because it felt to me like you're getting the biggest bang for your buck by getting something that was called the Mister Big. Right. Bar. It seems like it was telling O. Henry to go fuck itself. <laughs> Because <laughs> O. Henry was the it's biggest. This, I think, and essentially, the point. same font on it mm-hmm. is a really just a copycat of O. Henry, right? But, but Sweet Marie was not. Sweet Marie, of course, based on the Bob Dylan song. Absolutely Sweet Marie. And uh, O. Henry based on the short stories with ironic twist endings. That's right. Every one of those chocolate bars had a twist ending when That's you got right. to the end and like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. meat? They all, they all I con- didn't expect that. <laughs> they all contained a fish hook. Mm-hmm. Um, whoops. Made it small. So this one, we have the Denver bar, which I mentioned. Now, what, what, what do you think the Denver bar is? Well, I think it was an uh, omelet-based chocolate bar. <laughs> That'd be great. It's ham, it's cheese, it's green pepper. It's everything you want in a candy bar. <laughs> chocolate. Uh, there's the Nielsen Canadian, which once oh. again, what is that? Pepperoni and mushrooms. Yeah. A little bit of bacon. And a little bit of bacon. Uh, the malted milk, which is essentially a Three Musketeers bar. Mm-hmm. I should have said malted milk because you probably like a Three Musketeers bar like anybody else. Yeah. It's insane. The burnt almond sounds really unpleasant to me for some reason. <laughs> It seems like it's more. It's more like it's a, a chocolate bar just, uh, made by an interior decorator. That to me feels like you got to drink a scotch while you're having that or something. It's it's one of those things that you got to develop a taste for, and you're la di da. What do you want? Why I, do you hate life? I guess so. Burnt almond. <clears throat> then there's the uh, classic rosebuds, which we got quite a quite a, quite often as kids. My mom seemed yeah, to like didn't those. didn't like them. My mom liked chocolate, so we got a lot of. Hey, why don't you get her some chocolate? You know what? I never do that, but that's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what she'd say, though? What would she say? She'd say, oh, there there go my hips. And you go, Mom, Chris, Chris, what's it matter now? Yeah, you're 80. Your hips are going. <laughs> it's natural. 
You've been walking all this time. Yeah, you want more hips at this point. <laughs> Are you telling me you don't want more padding over those fragile bones? It's uh, the only thing will save your life in a fall, Ma. The uh, Jersey Milk Bar. Yeah, I didn't care for that at all. That seems to be a, a theme with them. They have a Virginia, a Denver, a Jersey. There's a lot of places you can travel. Here's to, what I to remember visit. happening was like uh, sometimes, you know, you'd say to a relative who'd go, what kind of chocolate bar you want? I'd like a dairy milk bar. Sounds good. I'll go get you that. Here it is. Oh, Jersey milk. That's as good, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't look like you're happy. No, it's fine. I'm happy to have any chocolate. I can take it back. No. Could they, no, unless you could. Could they take back? <laughs> could they take back a chocolate bar? I don't know if that's possible. Jersey milk. So are you saying Jersey milk was a down market dairy milk? Yeah, they're, bar? look, Nielsen bar? chocolate. Yeah. not great. Yeah, a lot of wax. Not in great. It. Not great. Yeah, and so when you got like the chunk bar, mm. it was like you really understood what you were getting, which was not great. There wasn't any uh, malted anything to cover up the sins. <laughs> um, there's a cherries bar. Would they you th- still have that. Which you think I would like, but actually it doesn't look that appealing on the label. Yeah, they still say. they still have that. They didn't sell it very well. Because I love a cherry blossom. But you don't like a straight maraschino cherry. I do like a straight maraschino cherry. Oh, well, then you might enjoy this cherry. Uh, okay. Hey, I can take you to a hasty market. I can uh, hook you up at some point. <laughs> uh, Whenever we have to get cherry blossoms for fans of the show who go, send me a cherry blossom, yeah. that's the store I get that from. But they also sell that. Hmm. They're very deep into the cherry market. Nice. They have, che- they have cherry coke. They do have many different mm-hmm. types of cherry coke. Yeah. Uh, here's the one you love so much, chunks. Yeah, go fuck yourself, chunks. <laughs> Which is funny because, uh, to me, the cherry blossom is the, the Naples Ultra of like a chunky, you can't possibly eat this in one bite, like any part of it. You take one bite of a, of a cherry blossom. And lie down. It's, it's too much. It's like, yeah, just lie mo- down, put your feet you up. Can't, you can't close your mouth all the way. You're drooling. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a big giant. Your day is over. It's, <laughs> It's just a, it's just a eating on a dare kind of thing. It's just a, you know, cause it's, it's chocolate, it's coconut, it's chocolate, it's, of course, it's uh, some sort of like cherry flavored syrup inside with the cherry. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it seems enormous. Even now the coconutness does not bother you. No, it's pretty, it's pretty much diffused through the chocolate. Now let me ask you this. I don't want a little bit of Do you feel coconut. like the, the coconut is not necessary or is it necessary for the cherry blossom to work? No, I don't think you need it in there, but, you know. Texture-wise, it gives you a little yeah, something. Yeah, it gives you something. And I, I don't mind coconut. I just don't like a whole ton of it on something. I don't, okay. It doesn't really have any, it doesn't really have that much flavor to me. You know, you're just putting this stuff on there and then you're adding sugar on top of it, and that's the flavor. Uh, this is me being that jerk who just came back from Hawaii. Um, they have a thing in Hawaii where uh, they'll just like cut open the top of a coconut for yeah. you, give you a straw, drink uh-huh. the coconut uh, milk. <clears throat> Uh, and, uh, you I don't like using a, straws. Get a little spoon. Okay. You can just drink it straight if you want. Like, okay. a, you know, like a man, like a, like a, like a man. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, though I think also apes also like a, drink it like that a way. human adult. Um, uh, but then you also got a little scoop and you can like eat the chocolate, uh, uh, the coconut meat. Uh, my God, it's good. Hmm. You get it. Like this is delicious. This is incredibly okay. delicious. If you eat it fresh, but I guess, it's so good. as you say, it's that thing of you have to, you had yeah. to have been there. You have to have been there and not because, like have uh, it dried out and yeah, uh, messed yeah. up and fucked around. That was a common thing. For my mum to, uh, to sorry, okay. that was a common thing for my mum to, to to give to give us was a coconut when we were kids and uh, and say uh, try and to I, open this you and fuckers. I I found it less than appealing to be honest with you. Right, you know what? You might want to give it for Christmas coconut, little revenge coconut. <laughs> right. And what you do is you put a little red nose on it like uh, Rudolph mm-hmm. and just go, you know, good treasured memories, mother, treasured memories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Treasured memories. Do you know what I think you should do as well? I think you should uh, give your dad uh, all uh, all of completely Beatles, like on a little drive, mm. and just say, "Hey, your son's a broadcaster," and throw it down. 
at his feet and just go, listen, oh, listen to what your son's he, done. It's He's okay. carried on your dreams, I, Papa. I don't expect my father to listen to that show. I never of have. Of course you don't. I never have. I understand. Why would you? <laughs> Why would I make him long. listen to you it? You don't live forever. <laughs> yes, he doesn't. Actually, someone was asking me that today. Um, actually, two different people were talking about death at work today. Oh. Or well, last week. How did we get to death? Oh, I see. Death. Okay. Just, I was thinking about my dad. You said he doesn't have much longer. And, uh... Mm-mm. I did not say your dad yeah, did, you did not. No, I yeah. did not. I say we don't live forever, which is very different. <laughs> no, than no, it makes you think of your of your no your, your dad. Your no, dad. I'm saying your mother will shatter her hips if she doesn't eat some chocolate. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about well, your that's, father. That, that's a death. That's a death notice when you're when you're older, though. Once you, once you break a hip, you're done for. Right, but then you can eat just chocolate because what's it matter about mm-hmm. your hips that's, at that point? That's true. That's like a blessing. Um, then it's just chocolate days, as they say. Your salad days are when you're younger. Your chocolate days are after you've broken your hip. Pretty great. It, it happened. Uh, I was over at my mom and dad's about a month ago, and uh, my dad had been outside putting up some uh, Christmas. De- well, he hadn't put Christmas decorations yet. He was putting up the clips that he puts the lights into to hold the lights perfectly spaced, sticking out at the right angle. Okay. Uh, clips that he uses, and um, and I like this came over. He had just finished. I guess he had put the ladder away, and he was in the house and just uh, take changing out of his work shoes into his home his house slippers. Right. And uh, I came in, and my, he turned around. And I guess he was a you know a bit tired because he'd been up on a ladder and going up on a ladder, and so you know and he's you know approaching his eighties, and he turned around and his voice was a little hoarse. He was a bit tired, and then his hands were shaking. Mm. And it's the first time in my life that I looked at my dad and went, "Oh my God, my dad is old." Mm-hmm. The very first time. I mean, I know he's old. He's yeah. older than me, obviously, and I'm old. But it's the first time that like his mortality was there in front of me. If you know gotcha. what I mean. Gotcha. And I mean, he had a heart, he had heart surgery a couple of years ago. And obviously that seems serious, but it didn't seem like he'd leave us. Right. You know, whereas when you see your dad and suddenly he seems really old, like, you know, my dad has always been a very powerful person. He's always been, you know, a very dominating mm-hmm. person and he's very handy. He always, you know, we he always built the fences around our yards and he put in a pool in our backyard, mostly by himself. You know, the, some of the work was done by contracted people, but a lot of the, you know, just the bulwark he did himself or dragged us into it. And, uh, but that's teenage boys. So you might as well just use a group of monkeys to try and help you finish a project. Um, you know, so, so from that, from that idea of my dad to this reality of this man who's much older and, you know, now sort of frail, you know, and that was just like kind of like, whoo, right? You know, right? Mm-hmm. This hits you where, where you live, you know, and you're just like, oh, this is, uh, not forever. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Yeah. That so. sucks. Cause I've been very lucky, um, in terms of people in my life. I mean, obviously I've lost my grandparents, but, and a few, um, a few aunts and uncles, but really not a ton of people, older people in my life have gone. You know, my mother-in-law, that was the hardest one, but, but, uh, yeah, it's something that I'm not looking forward to this coming, next coming years of, of loss. So, and when you can kind of put it out of your mind, it's very easy to, to not think about it, of course. And then when it's standing right in front of you, you're like, oh, fuck, this mm-hmm. is, uh, gonna end one day. And that's what someone was at work. He, he's, the other day he said, he says, ah, just in the last little while, he says, this, I never used to think about this, but I've been really like fucking frightened of dying mm. and just thinking about it. And it seems just super real to me. Sure. Which it never did before. And I said, oh, yeah. I said, I went through that. Was, like, he, was, my, say, was he saying that the last couple of months or the last couple of days? Like, like, uh, like, yeah, the last little while, like the last few weeks or whatever. It's just been yeah. sort of in his mind. Well, let me know? throw, let me throw out the darkness. I mean, this is the time of year that you do think Maybe, about Maybe, but he hasn't thought about it before in his life. It's not. Okay. You know, this is like his first time, you know, that it seems like, whereas I went through, I went through this in my mid thirties where I would just have these, that sort of, I guess you just call it that sort of like existential, you know, 
panic, that kind of, you know, just the cool, the grim reality. Right. When it suddenly kind of hits you like, oh my God, you know, one day it's all done, you know. Right. And so that's, and, when, and you can say it, but it just take, you have to be in that particular moment when the enormity of it kind of sweeps over you and just kind of leaves you, leaves you kind of gasping at the, the whole horrible reality of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of facing that now. And it was interesting to talk to him about it just because I don't really go through it very much anymore. I seem to have come to the other side of it. I don't know if I can, it's hard to accept it, obviously, but you just get used to that. I guess you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. You just get, you know, get used to the fact that, oh yeah, one day all will be gone. All will be gone for me. I will be gone from this place. And so you do you just, find your, fa- your faith helps you with that or no, that not the... really. I don't see, I don't see much because for me, for me, my Christianity is about my place here on earth, not somewhere else. Okay. Like, I don't think about it in terms of, like, a reward system. Okay, yeah, not think know? of a reward system. And so, but I don't really believe in, like, the idea of heaven and stuff like that. So, I think, okay. I think that's part of, like, you know, the sort of it, people's attempt to explicate some of the problems of, you know, when you, when Christianity, early, very early Christianity, of course, everyone, you know, they're, like, quitting their jobs and, and running off. And just kind of like, you know, just sort of abandoning their lives because Jesus was coming. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't come. And then, you know, so and then for like generations, we're having, you know, these preceding generations, like the first generation of Christians, you know, they didn't have to really think about this. But the next gen- generation, that generation after that, were like, well, wait a second, like all right. these promises of, of Christ's coming are really, well, what is he coming? Like, what does this mean? So and then, so I think part of these things like heaven and hell and stuff like that are, are, are attempts to try to understand these promises of coming and what do we get out of this and what is the point? There's going to be a reward system because what are, why else are we being good, right? I'm not, I'm not going to be good just for the sake of it. That's ridiculous. I need some sort of point system that puts, yeah. makes me better than you, you know? And so I think Which all that kind of ironically comes out of, makes it that you're not doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> exactly. So it's a real catch twenty two. It's a really so, so that's why I have a hard time with all these sort of uh, rewards and idea of ladders and things that you have to climb. And, yeah, it feels like you got a rewards card. That's true. <laughs> have you had your rewards card stamped with every good deed you've done? Yeah, yeah make sure. Personally, for me, when Christ talks about like the kingdom of heaven and things like that, what he's talking, what he's saying is that it's available to us now. It's here for you now. If you can live. If you can live by these very simple precepts of mm-hmm. love and understanding, you can have a wonderful place to live in. It's very hard because there's so much in our way, so much of ourselves that get in the way of these things, but it's possible mm-hmm. that we can have it here. When you die, I have no idea what comes after that. Maybe we just join the universe or we, who knows? But that's not what Jesus says. He doesn't say much about it. Well, he comes back from the dead, so he knows. He comes back from the dead, but he doesn't really explicate anything about like what he did or saw or what's coming. No, right? no, but he's come back from the dead. Yeah. So, so it. But in that sense, then Christianity. What Christianity is saying, unless you're that, not, unless you're not buying the coming back from the dead part, and you just treat no, I do believe your religion in that. As, as no, I do believe in okay. that. Okay, but but I mean, he came back to life as a as a living being, not as an angel or as a soul in a in another place on living on clouds with a golden gate in front of it. So. In that sense, then, at some point, all people or all believers or however you want to, if you're a universalist or whatever, people will one day come back to life in some better place as a corporeal being. If that makes sense to you, I don't know. I don't know what it means. What Christ did wasn't, but the Christ coming back is a, it's not just a physical act, it's a metaphorical act of, of conquering something that we're deathly afraid of, mm-hmm. that affects us 
that makes us makes it hard for us to live because we have to face this existential nightmare that makes us act strangely in the present Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so we have trouble dealing with the future so we we ignore it we put it off we we do all sorts of things that keep our minds away from that reality and however it is you know you could be me and buy records and listen to music and do all these things that take your mind away from from reality you know well or this is reality it's well it's reality but it but it's I mean, it is reality. Yeah. But we're not dealing with. Uh, it's hard for us to deal with the fact, the fact of our end of this reality. But since you can't uh, prevent that, then uh, there's the real reality is you could spend all your time screaming if you feel like it. Yeah. But you're not going to then enjoy any of it. You're going to give up oh, all the stuff true. that makes it worthwhile and that's the, true. the whole point. But you can. But the see, music is the point. You can see. You can see the effect of it on people. Um, in the way that they live, you know. But you go to, say you go to a senior's center. Again, everyone mm-hmm. there isn't just like. You've obviously never dealt with a senior as a, as a, as a customer service person. Because <laughs> you will never see true evil until <laughs> okay. you deal with an old person as a customer. I, I don't disagree with that. But uh, you go to a senior center and it's not all people in a mad panic about, you know, that uh, things are going to be. No, I think because you, you, you become. You become calloused to the reality. Well, calloused or accepting. You can go callous. In either case, it's, you know, you... But they're very different. Callous, callous you know, is uh, saying that it's a horrible, horrible thing. And, you know, and that could be. It and is again, a horrible thing to no, die. not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> Why? Because the, uh, to some people it's not. You know, well, it's, To me, it's a terrible idea. Oh, that's fine. I have no, I have no urge and to And you say that as a young person. And, and that's good. Like, even I, if you were well, just looking young, biologically, okay. it makes sense for your body to be telling you this, right? Because you're supposed to stay alive and you've got more shit to do. Yeah. But as you get older and your body probably tells you, yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. fine. Don't no, that's relax. possibly. I mean, that's, that's true. cool. You I know, can don't worry that. about it, pal. It's all, yeah. it's all fine, you yeah. know? Uh, and. But it just hurts to do everything. I can see that by that point, you're just kind of like, ugh. Fuck it. Some stuff does, and some people, some people, it's a, it's a good, but some people are having a hard time now. Some people, you know, it's yeah. all, it's all different. Mm-hmm. I've seen people approach it in many, many different ways, many, many different ways, and uh, I'm against it. I don't want to die, uh, but then <laughs> again, it. I'm at a point where I've got. When I think that I don't want to die, I think like I got shit to do, mm-hmm. and I'm the only person who can do this stuff, and so I want to do it. And I've, I've got stuff that I want to see because there's amazing parts of this world. Uh, that I want to see, not just out there, but also like in here. I want to read things. I want yeah. to see things. I want to observe things. Yeah. I want to take as much of this world in as as I can. You know, I want to. I, I want to be grateful for uh, what, for what I have, and you know, yeah. been given this amazing gift of life. And uh, yeah, let's 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 do do what you can with it. Oh, I just I just like to see like the final part of the Star Wars the new Star Wars trilogy. Oh, okay, that'd be nice. All right, you know, it's a musical. Does that? Uh, does that does <laughs> oh that well, now I'm you? now I'm ready to die. <laughs> Fair, You've fair, changed my mind. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. No, this is the time of year where mortality does definitely uh, come around the pike. Yeah, absolutely. And no, don't, I can, and don't think I haven't way. been thinking that kind of stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know. I well, I haven't been thinking about it. It's just that uh, my friend, uh, my friend at work, brought it up, and so I thought it was in- interesting because yeah. yeah, I don't really think about it much anymore. Like I say, I think I've sort of it's been just that I've you know gotten th- gone through that feeling and I've come out to the other side now. I'm just used to it, so. I'm no longer like, oh my god. It'd be like if you were a window cleaner, and the first couple of times you go up, it's pretty scary to be up high on, on a skyscraper cleaning the windows. Okay. But after a while, you're just sitting in, on the scaffold eating your sandwich, you know, 
a hundred stories in the sky. Singing that dirty British song. Singing that it. dirty British song. What's the dirty British song? Uh, when I'm cleaning windows. Oh, okay. George Formby? That you have to play a ukulele while you do it? Is that? I'm not sure. I don't know if that's safe to play a ukulele while you're cleaning. Windows. I think it's very safe to play. Okay. Play a ukulele, hundreds of stories in the sky. But you know what I mean. You just become or people who work like you. Know, see those old pictures of people working on the girders on skyscrapers, and they're just hopping around and yep. stuff like that. They're you know hundreds of stories to their death. And they're just goofing around and doing their job. And they're not thinking about it because what starts as terrifying soon becomes normal to us or becomes yeah. something we can, we're used to. A couple of times when I've been, uh, you know, whether it was my father who had uh, cancer, friend, friends of mine or what have you, yeah. um, you know, you end up in uh, hospice or palliative care. And you're t- and I also know a couple of people who work as nurses in that kind of situation. Yeah, and it's, uh, and, you, and you think like they go crazy. Mm-hmm. You think they go crazy, but it mm-hmm. just becomes this thing where like, no, this is all part, this is all part of it. And of course, you think like, well, now I get it. And now I'm enlightened. And then you leave out in the world, and then something happens, and you yeah. go, we go back to you reset. Yeah, exactly you know, right. you know, there's yeah. no way. No, you know, I, I picture like someone who's like a Buddhist monk who gets you know that uh, perfect enlightenment and goes, I get it, I understand it all. Mm-hmm. And the second they leave and catch a bus, they're like, motherfucker! Yeah. Oh, this right. everyone stinks in here, and oh man, did right. this take right. longer? Because that know. that sort of thing takes so much practice to 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 have that outlook, you know? Yeah, and but no you one, do, but no you do does. have the. But we as people do, you know, I've been, I've been to the edge where it's, you know, I've been trying to comfort people that I love who are going through the darkest things they could go through. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how could you do this? But you do because you are and you, and you stretch and you get, and you get there. And then, you know, luckily in many of these cases, things, you know, especially this year, they've turned out for the, for okay. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And it's, 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 Ah, it's amazing what you can snap. You don't, but you don't snap back totally. But it's amazing no, how I don't far. Think you'll, I yeah. don't think you ever totally recover from something like that, or you do, but it's you. It changes you in a way. I don't think you recover from anything. I think I think no. anything changes you. But it cannot. It's all no. Part. Well, that's true. But I mean, there's severe. I mean, there's a difference between being changed by missing your bus and being changed by being, being hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those are one's quite dramatic, and the other one is a is a minor disappointment. Yeah. Um, maybe you missed a job interview and you could have got a great job or whatever, but you know what I, you know, but where's the other one? You've been run over by a bus and that's, you know, and probably your friends threw you under it. <laughs> Man, I hate that phrase. <laughs> you know you do. That's why I said it. It's just such a weird phrase. It's such a, like, when to uh, throw you under the bus. Like, what's that? Well, that's, talked, what's that mean? What's that? Before. I know, but what's it mean? <laughs> there's no root of it. Well, that's I not a thing anyone does for real. There's nothing, I guess the idea of the expression is, there is nothing more commonly rolling past us that's bigger than a bus. Right. And we're going to throw you under it. Why? What benefit Be- does that do to you? There's no benefit to anyone. It's a benefit. Is- so the so the the way they say it is like, I'm going to throw my friend under the bus yeah. so that I benefit. I, I, I don't get hit by the bus. So that I he's, don't get hit by the bus. He stops the bus. All I could think is if you are needed some the idea traction is that, and now you're the traction because you went under the, the bus. The idea is that you are the goat in that situation, right? Like okay. when you're thrown under the bus – you're taking the blame for whatever right. the situation is. See, so you're the goat makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the scapegoat. The, yeah. Scapegoat. Yeah. yeah. Now that all makes sense. But yeah. But why don't we use that instead? Go back to that. <laughs> you're the well, goat. Cause I, I think that, you know, cause expressions, the idioms change and people yeah. want new, fresh, fresh things. It's a dumb one. I think, Let's well, get rid of it. The, you should change it then. You okay. should start a one man war on throw someone under the bus and create your own catchy phrase. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it now. I am, and I'm thinking what it is is feed someone to the gorilla. Not feed someone to the gorilla, because I'm thinking Canadian. It's like oh well, you know, it's gonna make it popular. Slow someone down for the bear. 
So you're all running from the bear, and yeah. you do something where you just kneecap the guy so that like the bear gets him, and now you're all safe. Well, you could say that. Just throw someone to the bear. Throw someone to throw the bear. Throw your friend to the bear. There you go. Throw your friend to the bear is good, but whenever people thinking about running from the – if you think you're running for the bear, yeah. Yeah, trip your friend for the – yeah, if you throw someone to the bear. All right, throw someone to the bear. That's what that's what we're going to use for now. <laughs> okay. I'll try and remember that. Please I will do. no longer throw someone under the bus. I will now say throw someone it to the bear. It just feels more Canadian. Well, it does feel more Canadian, but I don't know if that's a guarantee of success. Understood. Because to be successful, you would have to take that phrase and right. go to the United States and use it there. Mm-hmm. And then when it's very popular in the United States, then you can come back to Canada with the phrase. Right. And there are bears in the United States, by mm-hmm. the way. They have a lot of polar bears, I think, in the United States. A lot of polar bears? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What, what what state has that? State of denial? <laughs> no, that's in Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Ah, see? <laughs> dad jokes. It's all about dad jokes. It's those crazy dad jokes. They keep you coming back for that's less. Right. There's a reason they rhyme with bad jokes. Yep. Because they're dad jokes. Um. So, uh, anything more with Christmas? Christmas? No. Nah, well, we went fine. from Christmas to death. But well, they, you know, they're they're of in, course. They're it's why we have Christmas. It's because it's so dark. We need a holiday. We need a to holiday. Fight against the darkness. We need this um, this this great story. When people complain about like I was I was uh, at a uh, anxiety Christmas show uh, the other the other day doing a little talk. Yep. And it was fun. Uh, but you know, there's a couple of people there just going, man, I just don't like Christmas. I wish Christmas wasn't around. And went like, yeah, I understand that. But you'd need something. You need <laughs> yeah. something because it's yeah. so incredibly dark. Yeah. What do we use to fight the dark if you don't use Christmas? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, what do you like about Christmas? Well, I like the lights. There we go. We can have the lights. I love the lights. To have the lights. Do you like being around family? I like my family, but I don't like being obligated to be around the family. <laughs> and then also having to get a gift that's perfect. That's, that's yeah, and yeah. I can't afford this. Okay. So just being around family <laughs> is fine. Yeah. And we kind of got into it and like... My point of view is, you know, look, just do the stuff that you like to do and try to just tone down and don't care that much about the stuff you don't yeah, like to yeah. do. Like, like you present say, finding the perfect it. present, yeah. fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it. Because really, I mean, you get the perfect present is going to get you this for like a little, it's going to get you two minutes of, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And now I'm busy because it's the holidays and yeah. I've moved on to something else. So don't worry. Those two minutes, great. We can write them off. Sure. That's great. We're going to move on. Well, let, let me just, let me just, uh, Elaborate that? Uh, no, elab- Are you going to throw me to the bear? I'm going to throw you to the bear. <laughs> no, I'm going to say elaborate on that, but in a different context, which is we went a couple of years ago. We went to England, if, if you remember, when we had to we had to, we had to record a bunch of shows ahead of time so right. we could put them uh, while we were while I was away. And I was we were there for three weeks, I think, and um, yeah, three weeks. And we went all over England. We went to so many different places because we wanted the girls to see so much of England right. and experience all these different places, Wales and Liverpool and all these places like that. Their favorite part of the whole trip, their absolutely favorite part of the whole trip was the time that we spent with, with Lisa's family there. And they love playing crib with the, with, mm-hmm. with the young kids that like Lisa's uh, cousins, kids and stuff like that. They love playing crib with them and, or in other card games. And, and, and that was their, their memory of it. Their favorite memories of it is the family element of it. Yeah. And you're right. You can try to like, you know, make things important to people, but what it comes down to is the human connections of what we, mm-hmm. we do. And that's what people remember the most. And when you think about holidays and things that you love so, that's the, your memories that you love so much are memories, you know, based around my case is what I love the most television, but a lot, most people, it's sort of related to, Related to family and things like that, you know, you have all these family stories about yeah. what these moments of 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 uh, 
you know, I can't think of any on the top of my head in my own family, but but there's elements that I loved about Christmas. When I was a kid, I loved to, even as a teenager, as an older teenager, I loved to decorate the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I'd put on Christmas music, my dad's Christmas music, because that's what I grew up listening to. Nothing modern. I didn't listen to techno Christmas classics. I listened to, you know, like the Andy Williams Brothers Christmas album and uh, Johnny Mathis and things like that. And I would just put all the ornaments on the tree and, and, and my mom liked icicles. So I'd have to hang all these icicles all over the tree. Is that tinsel you're talking that about? That was the, or it's a tinsel. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. Tinsel. Which are supposed to be like icicles. That's the idea. Here's something that's annoying. Go to, there's a place called Tinsel Town, uh, here. The mall, mall, a mall. Mm-hmm. Can't get tinsel there. <laughs> oh, mall. Is there any tinsel? No. It's yeah. bullshit. But it wasn't the tinsel related to the movie, sir? Yeah, whatever. Okay, move on with your story. <laughs> quit, quit throwing me to the bear. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use this expression as much as possible. Yeah, so, I mean, from, I mean, I also have really bad Christmas memories as well. I mean, my, my beloved dog of 14 years died on Boxing Day, mm. you know, so the, that's wrapped up in that too. But, you know, that's part of the bittersweetness of, of any holiday, you know, I think. But Christmas is a t- definitely a time of huge emotions. Yep. So, you know, p- good and bad. Highlighter pen gets taken to everything. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's important in your own mind to put it in context, you know, and that's to make it smaller, you know, everything smaller. Yeah. You know, the whole need to buy more and more presents, yeah. the whole need to take it down. 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 Take the volume down. It's yeah. okay. You don't need to solve all the problems of the family this right now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to. What I know. Yeah. It's, uh, again, I always have the example of like, uh, my father-in-law trying to solve all of uh, the family's problems at a funeral and also almost getting into a fist fight. But I think like to a degree, <laughs> there's a lesser extent that is what it's like at Christmas sometimes. It's yeah. like, okay, now that we've got everyone here, let's deal with it. No, not at all. Not at all. Just, just be here. Just be here. Be here now. That's fine. You know, do you need any help in the kitchen? I'll help you with that. Do you, you know, what are the kids doing? Let's talk to them. Let's catch up with them. And yeah, it's, and make it no pressure. Yeah. I find that the, the, the less pressure you make it, the more people glom around you. And it feels like you're the non pressure place in the, mm. in the family and everyone kind of, kind of, yeah, I probably recognize that as the yeah. calming place. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like Christmas a lot because it's the one time of the year that my mom was guaranteed to be in a good mood the whole time. Like she, she just turned off the neg. Uh, her neg, uh, her constant negometer, I guess yeah. is what she, whatever There's she There's a used. muscle memory thing that kicks in. And she you. just, yeah, she was in a good mood the whole Christmas time. And that, it was always nice. Like you wouldn't get any kind of comments or any, anything like that. It was just a nice time. Uh, she blew it last year, but, uh, with her, with her insane behavior, which I talked about last year. So I don't need to go into it again. Listen to last year's show, uh, Christmas show, but it's, um, I say bring it up this year. Bring, bring it up it with up her. Hey mom. Yeah. Remember <laughs> how you blew it last year? The fuck year? was that? Yeah. Anyway, here's some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> here's some chocolate. Oh, uh, what's the worst chocolate you can get? Worst chocolate? Yeah. Uh, uh, Carnaby Street or whatever that thing is from uh, Shoppers. Shoppers. Struggling. Yeah, I think like the knockoff. Uh, okay. The one that's always next to the better chocolate. Yeah, yeah. After eights for me. Oh, you don't like after eights? No, I don't really like. I used to like them because you take the little pockets afterwards, mm-hmm. and we use them in crafts and make little pockets on <laughs> on people. Like we make little pants, and we put we glue the well, pockets on there. That's it's fun. good that you have. It's good that you have good memories associated with them. Here's what the worst thing about after eights is, though. Mm. After eights, like the actual dinner mint, mm, yeah. delicious. Like any form of chocolate or sweet, I would I would go for it. Yeah. You know, with the exception of humbugs, which were a nightmare. Um, but <laughs> they have they an after eight chocolate bar. Have you had that? Oh, that sounds terrible. It's the worst. It fucks up everything you like about After 8. <laughs> Big mistake. It's too much. They also have After 8 uh, mint sticks. 
Yeah, go to hell. Again, not go good. to hell. Not good. What are you doing? We, we've, no. we, uh, you, uh, get out of here. Yeah, you've gone. You've drifted into Pepchu territory, and Pepchu was uh, oh, my was not word. good. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, I, I was having a couple of friends bring up uh, nachos uh, the other day. It was okay. like uh, a, a delicious treat that you no longer have, which was uh, chocolate covered nuts. And then, uh, and I also remembered a, a group of friends that discovered they had nut allergies because of nutshows. Oh, really? Yeah, boy. Uh, they, they, they had uh, Christmas where they learned they had nut allergies, and they went to the hospital. Three, three different friends of mine. Had really? That. Yeah. From nutshows. Nutshows. They're the nuttiest. And, They're the most allergies. Can I just add like one, an allergy test? Can I add one more thing? You'd Please. think that nutshows was a joke on nachos. But nachos were really not a cultural no, phenomenon. They were not around around back yeah, then. yeah. It was nachos were just their own thing. Yeah, it was weird. Look, I, I don't. When you said earlier that you're old, I don't believe you're old. But uh, <laughs> we do both exist in a time where we didn't know what chicken fingers were. Yeah, when we were young. No, uh, there were those. no nachos when nope. we were young. They must have existed. Teeny, but that we, was a teen thing. They, they came here. Like I mean, they must have been in the states. Yeah. and finally it reached some sort of point where right. you know they could sell. They could afford to bring the packaging and stuff into Canada and sell it to and, and you know, our twenty-five million potato skins at a diner. Ridiculous! Why would you even mm, have those? Yeah, you would never eat a potato skin. I was, uh, I was probably in my, I must have been in my my must have been twenty or whatever when I had my first buffalo uh, chicken, like uh, chicken wings. Yeah, like I never. And your first I didn't even ex- know what it was. Your first exposure was good or bad? Good. Yeah, I had a red robin and had the celery and the blue cheese. Uh, blue, yeah, the, the blue cheese dressing. Yeah, when red robin was exotic. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah, I'd never been there before, and that's yeah, I was like, told wow, to have to. Wow, you have to of, get these. What kind of European country is this? My stars. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, back to your uh, England uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that is a good place to uh, to to do Christmas. Is is, is Europe, man? Uh, first so of all, they I've never been there at Christmas. Oh, you've never been, but you were in. No. Uh, where were you in the Orkney uh, Islands? For well, we were there in summertime. Oh, yeah. I've never... Wait, didn't you just say that you uh, were there with the girls? Yep, for Christmas. No, I didn't say for Christmas. I just, I'm, I'm sorry if that I implied that. I just meant we just were there on vacation, and and how much they, the part they remember the most and love the most was a family time. And I was just thinking about what you're talking about is ah. Christmas, where you think presents and... Did you all and, think that that was Christmas when you I'm sorry it? if I gave that impression all right, to everyone. listen, everyone's memory, uh, we all had the delightful memory of the girls playing uh, crib, yeah. but like we all pictured a Christmas tree in the background. I'm sorry. We pictured snow in the window. Take out, take out all that stuff. Yeah, so fuck that. Please that memory, t- flush it down the toilet. Turn the Christmas tree into a palm tree. Hey, when you were flushing it down the toilet, were you flushing it with like a little uh, thing on the back of the toilet? No. This is a cord. This is yeah. a hanging cord, <laughs> European is, stuff. A, Pull that cord when you flush that down the toilet. Yeah. It's England. Strange. Everything's stranger there. Yep. So, slightly the same, but different. Indeed. Um, Dave's drinking an enormous Coke today. Uh, way too large Coke. My, my third Coke today. Is this your third Coke? Yeah, I was at a restaurant earlier today. For and how many final... milliliters are in this Coke? 710 milliliters. All right, so you're three quarters of the way to a liter of Coke. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much there, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. It's that kind of, it's, you know what? I'm okay with that. It's okay. It's, it's the that time of the year. Yeah. I don't it's normally. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It, I, it's one of my favorite songs. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs. Yeah. And that's uh, Coca-Cola. They designed the modern uh, Santa. They did. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the artist now who did it, but. Uh... Steve. Steve, this one yeah. named, the one named artist Steve, yep. who uh, was given the task of painting a Santa Claus for for Coca Cola, and yeah, pretty much created the modern Santa. 
Now, would you say that he just ripped off Michelangelo's god and just put a red outfit on him? No, no, because his is much jollier. I think that yeah, uh, a god in Michelangelo's god is pretty cut, pretty stern looking. But he's also got he's got some uh, he's got some guns on him. Like he's pretty he's pretty cut. I don't know why Michelangelo's he liked a weird beard on on his you know like there's that Moses one where his his beard is kind of like two points. Oh, you know it's kind of odd. Like so. No, I think that this fellow who I have never heard anyone uh, criticizing uh, Michelangelo's uh, beards before. <laughs> really, this is the kind of art criticism to the bear. <laughs> this is the kind of art criticism you get on on Stinky Dragon. Okay, just right out of left field. Um, no, I th- you know it is it is interesting the the sort of rape of Christmas over the over the years. Okay, bold words. Let's see how uh, where this goes. I'm well, I just mean white. I just mean the. <laughs> This, this, you know, the what started as like, a, you know, a religious holiday of some import, but not, mm. not super important. Okay, you know, because Easter is the the big, the big festival. Right. Um, Christmas was, you know, important, but but not over, you know, overdone. But it's just had, through the it's years, had many incarnations. Christmas. Through the years, yeah. it's become it's taken on more and more importance, but more and more importance as a commercial uh, uh, adventure than as a as a religious holiday. Yes, and most of our you know, most of our songs and and most of the customs of Christmas now are secular. Mm-hmm. Are you know songs about shopping, silver bells, and songs about shopping. That's what silver bells is about. People going shopping. Okay, hit me with it. Busy silver bells, city silver sidewalks. Bells, it's uh, Christmas yeah. time in the city. You know, yeah. just talking about like how yeah. busy people in the city be and something like that. Soon it'll be yeah. Christmas time. Yeah. So silver bells are, but no one's shopping. There's are a, they there's the bells in the doors as people go in and out the doors? I do not. Think I, they don't, are. I don't know. Nope. But it just makes me think of of. I would say Christmas I will a, give you a Santa baby. Put a sable under the tree, but he doesn't shop. Santa he just gets baby. his elf. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Uh, those songs, I think they're not. But the, the put a that, sable under the tree, yeah. and I'll have sex with you. I'll have sex with that fur <laughs> Santa baby. I'm offering sex for fur baby tonight. Baby. But baby, it's cold outside, so I'm not going to give you anything. We're just you're just going to stay anyway okay, because it's a, so cold. Yeah, that song. <laughs> that song is uh, yeah. That song's been rough for a couple of years. Yes. Um, it's it's romantic. Don't don't kid yourself. Sure. The no, I think like silver bells and things. I, I mean, it's not obviously it's not explicitly about shopping, but I think it's more about. <laughs> I don't think it's about shopping. It's at more all. about that people are wandering that around. element of Christmas. I mean, what is, what are people bustling around for? Why are people bustling going? around at Christmas? They're not bustling to get to the get to the choir parties. Okay, they might be bustling to get to parties. That's true. Yeah, but they're they're, they're the Christmas parties. They're not. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's. Parties. I'm just saying it's shopping. The, this is saying that the the um. The attention or the the direction of Christmas changed, you know, right. to, away from, you know. So even though you can't play, or people, most people don't play religious carols and stuff like that in malls nowadays. There's plenty of oh, songs. Silent Night, they play that to death, right? Is that right? I don't know. Silent Night plays a lot. Oh, I'm glad a to hear lot. that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. But most of it is songs about rocking around Christmas trees and. You know, it's this stuff right, like that, I'm right? I'm not pro rocking around the Christmas tree either. I, I don't I mind do the song. Like I like it. Ju- I and I'm not, not like a jingle. And I'm not rock. complaining about these songs. I like them all. I like all those songs. Whereas I don't. The only thing I, I <laughs> the only thing I don't like is I really, really, and I don't know why this is because I don't, I don't hate them in any other way. But I hate the novelty dreidel song. Dreidel song. No, I hate <laughs> novelty Christmas songs. Like oh well, I, well now you've set that up. 
Listen, um, this started with the rape of Christmas. So listen, <laughs> if we're getting to novel, you, you got to pay this off, buddy. You can't, you can't gonna, set I'm that I'm not going to pay it. I just was being extreme. Yeah, I'm okay. a re- I'm a rhetorician. Um, okay, sure you are. What's yeah, that mean? Just, I speak in rhetorical devices, so uh, you know, right. the extremes. Um, but I'm going to call you rhetorical butler. <laughs> rhetorical. The, okay, so um, uh, you hate we, there's someone that songs. we know. I don't want to name names, but there's someone that I know that makes uh, and he makes songs. he makes Christmas uh, no he makes Christmas CDs every year. Okay, and he sends them out as as like a Christmas card, but you get All a right. mixed Christmas CD. Sure, sure. And the way he sets them up is they're they're done basically as groups of songs as one track. So you can't go, oh, this song stinks, and fast forward because you just fast forward through like seven songs. So the next set is seven songs mm-hmm. like that. So you get a nice mix of you know. Silent Night, for instance, by the Anita Care Singers. Okay. So that's that's pretty good. But then you also get uh, what's it called? There's one by the Reindeer singing. It's something like by Blitz, by Blitz and Donner and Nervous singing some sort of song. But it's it's like and it made me think while I was listening to the song that it's maybe the worst thing that happened in recording history when someone discovered how to speed up singing voices so uh-huh. you could have people sing, you know, instead of da da da, then everything's like na 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 na. Now are you Christmas anti- time is here again? Okay. By the way, we have sang that song. We, on, yeah. we have sang that song on yeah, this show. I know. So we are hypocrites. I'm going out there. I'm going out in the living right, this. But you are anti because after this, after hearing You're this, anti chipmunk. Well, yeah, you know, I was okay with him before, but after hearing this freaking song, okay. I, you know, I'm kind of against the witch doctor too now. Fuck that guy. Oh. And his. You don't whatever, want to get on the bad side of witch doctor. Ting tong, whatever the thing he said. Yeah. I think I'm getting mixed up with the goon ooh, show song. Ee, ooh, ah, ah, shing, shang, wah, wah, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ding, tang, wah, wah, ding, dang. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. Um, so, but this because of the song. Strong words. Then there's a, then there's <laughs> a song. Words. There's a song sung by Mel Blanc as a child with a speech impediment. Okay. Christmas song. I can't stand it. Is it, uh, I, I want some teeth for Christmas? No, that, that's sung by Nat King Cole on this. Okay. And I'm it, getting nothing as far as, for Christmas. Is as this the far song as I can, no, no, it's something like, Oh, I can't tell. You. I can't remember the title. I'm sorry. I, I should have maybe brought the the CD is, Oh, wait, is it this song? Me. Is it I'm going through puberty for Christmas? <laughs> That's the one. Mommy and Daddy the balls are, are gonna drop. <laughs> I'm going through puberty for Christmas, <laughs> and all I want is for this mess to stop. That's right. I don't like this acne novelty. <laughs> um. It's something, yeah, it's something like it, it, the writing of the, is it, it, so I just, and then there's one sung by some guy like Yorgi Jorgensen. It's like a Swedish accent. Uh, walking in my winter underwear? No, it's not walking in my, but whatever it is, it's I don't fucking one. like it. Walking in my winter underwear. I don't want to hear it. Good. I don't want to hear any, walking in any my goofy winter Christmas underwear. songs. Oh God. I just can't stand any of them. They all just kill me. All right. You know, and I'm, I'm okay with like, uh, Canadian Christmas by Wolf Carter Don't or Christmas in Canada. Oh, it's really, it's really quite quaint. All I gotta right. tell you. Right now. I mean, it must be from the fifties, early sixties. Do they work their way across Canada? He does not work his way across cities? Canada, but what's interesting about it is that it combines things that, you know, just really don't fly so far anymore. Like, like, you know, ultra religiousness with ultra national, ultra nationalism. Mm-hmm. You know? Nothing likes, nothing's better than Canada. We all sing carols together to celebrate the birth of the sun. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Just all that kind of stuff. Okay. With a, in a kind of country fied way. Across Canada with Jesus. It's Christmas. <laughs> on his birthday. Famous fairy <laughs> That's right. Okay. Starting uh, in St. John. <laughs> Just keep going. Where did he come Onto from? Moncton. He just walked the water across the <laughs> Hudson's Bay. Let's skip the Quebec. <laughs> let's skip the province of Quebec entirely and head to Ontario. Yep. 
They are the best people there. Yay for Ontario. They have the biggest population, so we always sing about them in our songs. The rest of Canada can go screw itself. Uh, yeah, Wolf Carter. Great Canadian man. Now, sadly gone 40 years ago. Um, and then, uh, this, the other song's okay. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. I, I, you know, there's other songs on there that are, that are okay. And, but it's just, ah, these novelty songs. It's just, <laughs> There's nothing novel about them. They just feel like I just it want, just feels like I just want actual examples. It just I want to like, okay, know. I will play some of these. I will put these on at the end of the show. Sure. You guys want to hear these freaking songs? Okay. You're gonna get four of these horrible clunkers in a row. Oh, it's Transformers Christmas. <laughs> it's the Decepticons are here. See, yeah. Transforming to that's a exactly today. what today. Gonna spread some Decepticon cheer. That's what it feels like. It feels like some. It would have to be a Decepticon sled because it would be to fly. And none of the other Transformers can really. You fly. have no better chance of having a hit song than having a Christmas song that catches on, like in the in the book about a boy, the Nick Teenage Hornby book. Teenage Mutant Ninja Christmas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Christmas. Yep. Okay. In the in the book uh, about a boy by Nick Hornby, the main character, he does nothing because he just lives on the on the money from his dad That's writing right. a hit Christmas song, and it's true. Which in can... the movie is a pretty good Christmas song. Okay, but if you can write if you can write like a hit song, yeah. You know, and then then you're like, well, how can I write a hit song? I'll write a novelty song like yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman. So then you get Yorgi Jorgensen. <laughs> then you get, you know, and you're just like, oh, fuck, God, go away. Die, all of you. Die, die, die. Do you like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as a song? It's okay. How about Frosty the Snowman as a song? It's okay. okay. I'm not not in love with them. I do like the shows that are based around them, but I don't want to hear those songs. Very good. I had I, to sing them last week at, at Inquire. Did you have to sing Frosty the Snowman? I had to sing Frosty the Snowman. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And you know what's funny about Frosty the Snowman is you think you know it, and then you start singing it. And then you're like, oh, I didn't realize it was so long. Yeah, it goes a long way. It's a long song. Yeah. And that thumpity thump thump comes at the end. Yeah. And in, I guess in the original song, it fades out at that. But when you're singing it as a choir, you just kind of have to like stop after a few thumpity thump thumps. You just kind of thumpity thump thump thump. Yeah, Bump. I don't mind Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but there's other songs that refer to Rudolph. Yeah. And it's like, out of all the reindeer, you know, you're the mastermind. Fuck off. All right, we don't need a follow-up <laughs> song to Rudolph and right. all this. We yeah. don't need that. We yeah. don't need, no, 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 nonsense. By the way, here's a Christmas special that I like. How about Rudolph's, Rudolph betrayed the other mutants? How about that song? <laughs> here's, uh, here's one I do like. Uh, I like uh, this Christmas special, and they don't play it much anymore. It's uh, all of the other reindeer. That is a good. That is a good one. It's very sweet, uh, yeah. fun, yeah. funny uh, yeah. thing. Drew Barrymore, Matt Groening uh, did that. Uh, mm-hmm. Good times. Produced by Michael Stipe of all people. Put some money into it, and he's in it. And he's in it as as a reindeer that looks like he's in some bondage outfit. <laughs> but it's also what a reindeer would wear, so it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. But it's, you get a little hint of like, yeah. hmm. why is he wearing it? Yeah, now? why is he wearing now? <laughs> why, is he, why is he always wearing his, his bridle and harness? Yeah, what kind it's of really uh, odd. Yeah. What kind of uh, restaurant is this that they're in? <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. There, I mean, there there's lots of good Christmas out there. Like, yeah, and I'm not knocking good you just Christmas wish it stuff. Was more secular? No, I, I mean, I like the secular and I like the religious. I like them both. Mm-hmm. I have my or, favorite you songs like more from religious. both sides. Okay. No, no, I like them both. All right. I love. So, how was Christmas raped? <laughs> I was just joking around. Like, <laughs> it's been silly, but uh, the uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I mean, I like them both, but. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I don't like the novelty songs. Mm. You know, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is a great song. Yeah. It's not a novelty song. It's a very, it's a heartfelt song about, about your friends and, and, and loved ones at Christmas time and wishing you a sincere, you know, great holiday and seeing your family and, and all that stuff. That's a great song. Yeah. 
You know, it's secular, but I, I love it. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. So I have no problem with that. You know, I'm just saying that, you know, kill the novelty song, please. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, feels so desperate and needy and, and quit it. Quit getting your, your greasy neediness all over my, my Christmas. Very good. Uh, I, uh, I, but keep, uh, keep what? But keep sending me those CDs because I, I do love getting them. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, yeah. Send, uh, Dave all your novels. No, no, no. CDs. I don't need, <laughs> my God. All your goofy I've Christmas been, greats. I, I was asked by a listener. This is the last, this is the last person I'm making mixed CDs for. All right. And it's taken me a while because I made c- CDs. I made, I made, playlist for this person mm-hmm. and then my itunes crashed and erased what i had done oh dear and i hadn't yet made a made up um a list of what i put on oh double dear so my work disappeared and it's kind of like if you'd written a short story uh-huh. and it disappeared and then you had to write it again mm-hmm. you just can't do it because you're trying to like recapture what you did originally but you can't quite remember what was really great about right. it in the first place and so you're doing this sort of a uh, very hollow imitation of what you did before and so it's very hard. I've had a hard time recapturing those playlists in a way that I'm pleased with. And so I've been working through them. But he asked for a few things. One, one of them was a no, uh, novelty songs. And I was like, well, I'm not doing novelty songs, except I'm going to do novelty songs by bands that you wouldn't think would do novelty songs. Oh, so you said That's, no. And yet, yes. Uh, but yes. So I said no to myself and then yes to myself. He didn't, <laughs> he did not hear my no's or yeses. So, but yeah. So. I'm not against novelty songs. I'm just against Christmas novelty songs. All right. I mean, I love You Can't Roll a Skate Through a Buffalo Herd. Uh-huh. I like that song. That's a fun song. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Beep Beep. I'm fine with that. I'm fine but with... you can be happy if you have a mind to. I can be that too. Yep. I can be that too. All you got to do is put your mind to it. My uncle used to love me till she do died. It, do it, do it, do <laughs> it. That's right. Um, yeah, like, you know, those you are all... You can go swimming in a baseball pool. <laughs> What is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, baseball pool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean. I'm not trying to think if it was a football pool. Nah, it might have been either. God damn it. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah, Roger Miller, uh, there's a guy who wrote uh, quite a few kind of novelty songs. You know, it seemed to be his forte. I mean, he also wrote Little Green Apples, I think, or recorded Little Green Apples. And King of the Road, of course, is pretty famous. Although King of the Road is kind of a novelty song. Yes, that's true. Um, and then like a lot of other ones, like uh, the one about, um, you know, England swings. <laughs> Like a pendulum do. Oh, I don't Bobby's know that in, one. on bicycles two by two. That's, uh, you know, just songs like, yeah. So he seemed to have like a kind of a facility for the, the silly. But at the same time, yeah. if you think about Roger Miller, you don't think of a novelty songwriter. Listen, here's the thing. I, I know that at some point in the future, I'm going to write a bunch of novelty songs. So I'm not going to get on this anti-novelty song thing. That well, you're I'm not. A, I'm not I, a... Sir, sir, sir. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Are you going to write a bunch of Christmas novelty songs? Yeah. Because always... if, if that's the case, I must have, may have to murder that's you. That's always been the goal. It's like, yeah, uh, though, though, to be frank, I, I yeah. would rather write a novelty Halloween song because they mm. don't have enough songs. You know what? And you, you possibly that, Easter. You think that, but... Monster Mash and what else? There are other songs. And I, what else? I'll find them for you. Your guy knows every song in the world. I don't know every song in the world, but... Right now, which no, no, means there, are other, there, there are other songs. There are All right, other Easter. Songs. Besides, here comes Peter Cottontail. <laughs> Easter Bonnet? Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but Easter isn't Easter really, uh, yeah. I mean, Easter. that's two. You got two Easter songs. There's the religious Easter songs. Yeah, yeah, but you you're know. not going to get that. You need something like. Yeah. But I mean, know. that's the thing. Easter isn't really like, it doesn't really catch our imagination the way that Christmas does because it doesn't have like the, the Santa presents, family get together element mm-hmm. to it, which Easter doesn't really have that associated with it the way that Christmas does. Mm-hmm. You know, so Christmas is a special time of year. My dad told me, um, 
my dad told me Easter wasn't a real holiday once, and uh, and that ruined Easter forever. The end. What do you that's mean? Not opinion. a real holiday. Yeah, that's it's the most important holiday of the that's year. That's what he said to me. To Christians, to Christians. I mean, he was that in a bad mood, but then he was in a bad mood for most of my uh, Is that right? late or tweens. Well, yeah. have you ever looked in the mirror about this? Have ever looked in the mirror? I'm just kidding. And said Easter five times. <laughs> Easter five times. No, and then I woke. And then the... there was a whole bunch of uh, eggs in the toilet. Ooh, eggy Mary. And that's the song of the toilet eggs. <laughs> toilet eggs, where do you come from? Toilet eggs on Easter morn. Yeah. <laughs> toilet eggs, how oh, pleased you make me. <laughs> When I find you in the lavatory. Wash them first. Wash them first. Why bother to wash them when they're in a shell? Because you're touching them. You won't go to hell. <laughs> no, but seriously, wash the Easter eggs <laughs> that were in the toilet before you uh, make them. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. This, this long-standing Look, tradition. Fun's, fun's fun. Fun's fun. But don't not wash the Easter eggs that are in well, the toilet on I'm Easter morning. This- I'm glad this turned into okay. a public service Let's announcement. Just, okay, haha, we all have a good time. But look, <laughs> seriously, you Please find Easter eggs in the toilet, wash use them. Use your eggs you really as you eat wish. Them. <laughs> no, don't. Just make sure they're clean. How often do you wash the outside of a fish? Do you not wash the outside of no, a fish? No, you don't. You just cut it up and you take the skin off of it. You wouldn't wash a fish. It's already been washed. It comes out of the water. <laughs> this is from a former fisherman. Okay. Yeah, we did a lot of washing. In- interesting. Okay. Um, we washed the inside of the fish. We're getting near the end of uh, of, of this episode. We are? Uh, yeah, we are. Because uh, my voice is starting to go. Oh, is that right? Oh. Um, I'll take over. Fair enough. Uh, and uh, now, listen, we don't want to do, we don't want to be spoiler magoos, but we went to, and we saw Star Wars last week. And, uh, and I hated it. Uh, what? Yeah, I couldn't stand it. Okay. I'm, uh, very disappointed in the film. I felt like it uh, completely betrayed the uh, what the prequels set up, and I just was so disappointed. You know, it didn't answer a lot of questions that I had. You know, who is Snopes? Yep, didn't answer that question. Snopes. <laughs> That's right. You should have looked up Snopes and and stuff. Who is? Yeah. I just said the whole yeah. time. I was like, "Who is Snopes? I know. Who is this Snopes guy?" I know. That's where, the, where that was the drag he? about Snopes is people would tell a story and then he'd go false, <laughs> where, and then he'd like uh, go, "That's not true." Where is this Snopes guy? He didn't even appear in the movie. That's right. That's why there's no. Keep going, Dave. Uh, give into your anger. <laughs> give into your, your anger. Uh, you know, uh, I thought the the jokes were terrible. They just, you know, unlike in the first Star Wars film and in the second, you know, Empire Strikes Back, you know, such great witticisms as laser breath. I felt like the jokes fell totally I'd flat in this. A in, I can arrange <laughs> that. Uh, I felt like the jokes in the the last Jedi fell completely flat. Uh, and then, well, the biggest question people are asking is, why don't they just use hyperdrive all the time? And once you ask that question, the whole movie falls apart. Yeah, and just a pile of garbage. Yeah. So in the end, and not enough porgs. And let me just say, <laughs> it could have it could have been more porged out. Uh, I'm looking forward to to the next. Star Wars film came out in 2019. Porgies. I think that'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a teen comedy based in a uh, por- porgy restaurant. Anyway. No, I love the film. I loved it. Oh, good, good. I'm, I love the film. And, and again, all- we're not going to be spoiler I'm also, I'm also loving this childish reaction to it. I just love how infantile everything has gotten. You know, I don't consider myself... But the a- problem is when people stop caring, that's when things are going to go That's true enough. Yeah, 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 you're right. But I mean, when you say that, you want people to be caring about... Feeding children, looking after you know disappearing wildlife in the world, 
not yeah not fucking not fucking losing it and just looking into the darkness <laughs> and screaming thinking of their own death that's true we, you not, know but also there's netflix but i just feel like you know like it just feels like the micro maybe and the macro one or fun. two people should be doing this complaining not everyone they're complaining Can on, we, they're complaining need on to Facebook like, where you should complain. We need, we need to balance these things. Right. But yeah, it's... You need a balance in the force. It's, we need a balance in the force, exactly. Um, you know, I love, I do like Star Wars a lot. You know, I was there, I saw the Star Wars, and lit- I literally saw, seriously saw Star Wars in the first week of its release. You saw just because before my it was fr- called A New Hope. We, that's right. It was when just I called saw Star Wars. It, it was just called Star Wars, that's right. There was no hope for the film at all. Yeah. And... Uh, I was lucky enough that a friend's birthday fell in that week, mm-hmm. and I was able to convince him to convince his mother that she should drive both of us downtown to see this film at the Vogue Theater, and she did. She was a sucker. <laughs> she fell into her son's little trap, and we she drove us all the way into town, and we saw Star Wars in the first week. And when we saw it, the theater wasn't even that full. It wasn't like super big yet. That took a little while. It took a little word of mouth to get that movie rolling, and you know, but and even though I love Star Wars. And I really enjoyed um, Empire Strikes Back and did not enjoy uh, Return of the Jedi at all. Um, I don't know anything about like Clone Wars. I have never seen, I've never read a Star Wars novel. I don't know anything about all the backstory of all those sort of sure. things. Like I, I can only judge these things by like what I'm seeing in the movies because that's okay. what I care about. And I feel like these newer films are, even though I agree with you and something you said last week, which is that Star Wars stands best on its own. And I think that's true. I think any original film always is best as itself. Yep. But as it's successful and we are forced to have new ones come out, let's make them good. Let's at least make them so they don't feel like they're destroying what came before and turning people into slave owners and old men who just sat in the cave for 20 years and mysteriously aged a lot in that time. But every, I'm going to say that every Star Wars movie says everything you knew about the previous Star Wars movie was wrong. You now remember them all in order and have put them together as one long story. But if you take every one of the movies, it always it always fucks up the movies that have come before it. Do you think uh, Empire Strikes Back fucks up Star Wars? Yeah. Totally does, well, in I, the I, sense that it's not a not a true conclusion to this to the film. You mean is that no, what you no. mean? It's uh, it takes a story that well, again, uh, the larger point is you know the original story is there's a kid. What's what's his deal? Uh, he always wants to go in the stars. Okay, yeah. what's his what's what's the deal with his dad? Uh, his dad fought in these uh, Clone Wars thing, and here was a sword, which, as far as you know, is what they all fought with. Yeah, this is just the weapon. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, he's like a knight. Oh, that's cool. All right, and so uh, he starts to learn a little bit about this force, yeah. and it's a thing he doesn't get it because he's inherited it from his dad, who is this great force master. He's yeah. just a guy. Yeah. He's just a guy. Yeah. So you know, and he uh, goes, and basically it, it all ends up with like, hey, you beat the um, the empire. You really like fucked him up. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, start off the next movie. Hey, you didn't do much. Not, not much damage was done. You didn't do much. Oh, and you also, <laughs> you got your power because your dad's this, so it's a hereditary... It's a. Does it a, say that in Empire Strikes Back? I don't remember. Well, I mean, it's... You know, Are you thinking of the, 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 the prequel films for that? No, no. Empire Strikes Back is like, you know, I'm your, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. I've got the force powers. Yeah. You've got the force powers. Yeah. So, you know, the through line is you've mm-hmm. got your pa- force powers because your dad's this. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan didn't tell you this for some reason. Mm-hmm. Weird that he wouldn't tell you that. <laughs> so the guy who was on honest with you through the whole thing that was helping maybe, you maybe he's maybe vader's lying 
could be Vader's like, well, he does the, you're, well, no, he's not because he does this. He goes like, you're, it's impossible. That's not true. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. He searches his feelings. Yeah, it's true. I get it. He knows it himself that Vader's his dad. That's not a lie. Well, but, the, but I mean, but the, the idea that the power is only for him. Well, I mean, but what's implied is like how because, many people have force powers. Because if we, well, I can't spoil the new film. But no. I have, but I have a question. That's what I mean. But it like, it, it's feeling like, why you have your powers is because of this, and now yeah. you've got a locked-in destiny. You're almost kind of a chosen one uh-huh. type, whereas Luke is not a chosen one in the first one. He's just a guy yeah. who just, you know... But who, there is another. No, not in... Uh, but in Empire Strikes Back, remember Yoda and, yeah. and Obi-Wan talk, and he says, no, there's another just as powerful. Yeah, they go, there's another. That's right. So, I'm just saying, it it, it diffuses and that idea. And it's fine, idea. yeah, but the Empire, the Empire Strikes Back... Opens it up to a to a bigger story, mm-hmm. but it it throws away what you've had yeah, as yeah. like the everyman story of the first one. Okay, yeah, you can't project yourself as easily into you know the character as you could in in the first one. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, as a kid, I I still was very much. I still felt a real connection sure. to, to Luke's story. Absolutely, people absolutely people did, but it really you know let's just go with the very basic thing of like you watch the end of uh, of Star Wars and you feel like the good guys have defeated mm-hmm. the bad guys sure we start off with empire strikes back things are pretty fucked yeah they're not they're not good uh so yeah. you know you got that you get rid of your happy ending if nothing else you know and th- and that's a th- that's a throwaway then you get your third third movie we're mm-hmm. throwing more business into this and it's like you know there's this your sister and uh, this and it's like all right whatever 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 you know we're blowing up another one it's like well okay well, well yeah there's, there's what are we doing uh, what third, are we doing the here? third one is cut pretty awful yeah but I mean, I like the redemption. That's fine. Yeah. But even that's like a big bag of trouble when you're like, you know, happy Darth Vader ghost at the end. It's like, wait a minute. Mm. How's this scan? What's yeah. the, what's the story? There's some, well, I mean, that's, but that, it's so hard to, it's so hard to, the film has so many flaws. I just have a hard time. I have a hard time and I don't care to take it that seriously. No. You know, I'm just, I'm just watching them and I'm judging them individually by their merits. I don't, think of them as a whole yeah, i don't just, really care it's just so here's what i'm so i'm so indifferent to continuity let's go in that with sense. like uh let's go with obi-wan obi-wan in the first one is this weird guy that you don't know mm-hmm. that's just like oh he's a hobo wait <laughs> no he's got some powers yeah oh wait he knew my dad oh wait he's been kind of looking after me this whole time oh wait he's gonna be killed and come back more powerful than you ever imagined oh wait he just vanished this guy's fucking cool yeah Oh, wait. At the end, he's like talking to me. He's guiding me. I just blew up the Death Star. Uh, the Force will be with you always. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Next movie. He's kind of a ghost that wanders up to me in the, in when I'm cold and gives me some advice. And like, uh, it's, I guess, sort of cool. It's not as cool as it was before. All right. Well, next time we see him, uh, he's on Dagobah and he needs to sit on a log. He's <laughs> sitting on a log. Like, why is he sitting? Yeah. You're powerful, more powerful than I ever imagined. You need a, you're winded. You got to have a sit down. What, what, what's that bullshit? Yeah. Knock it off. He's you know, a, he's stop it. He's an old man. He's like, and, and then by the third film, he's just hanging around in a ghost league mm-hmm. with these other guys and yeah. they're just showing up with no big fuss. Just like, Oh, they're here. Those guys are here. The ghost showed up. I guess, I guess he hadn't been signed to a three picture deal. I suppose. So he's just an image. It just feels point. like the guy bring a cheese plate to the ghost that just showed up. And yeah. Then, you know. I mean, all the coolness goes down constantly for Obi-Wan. I mean, you're right, but I don't... Thank you. Let's wrap it but up. But to there. me, I don't feel that the Return of the Jedi fails because it doesn't 
work properly in the continuity of the other two films. I just feel it, it fails as, as a film on its own right or in its own right. It's not a good movie. It's not interesting. There's no build. There's nothing great about it. It just kind well, of, it just kind of happens. The great there's thing a, about you know, it. We know there's an hour long fight in front of a door, which yeah, is, is hard, cinematically hard to make interesting. Mm-hmm. The, okay. Here's the director isn't that great. Here's what's great about it. Uh, you do get the Jabba's Palace. That's a pretty creepy, it's a pretty weird, silly sequence. So. It's a silly, it's a silly sequence, but it's a creepy like thing. The fight with the big monster. That's fun. Pretty good Harryhausen yep. type yep. thing. Sarlacc before they CG'd it up and fucked it up. It's kind of kind of pretty good. Him doing the backwards flip. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah it's fun to do. It's fun to see him do some Jedi stuff. That's yeah. for sure. And at the end. The idea that, you know, uh, not that dad's redeemed, but that the villain goes to the side of good. Yeah. Who, what other movie does that? That's like a really interesting thing that you mm-hmm. don't get. Normally sure. it's kill the villain. No, the villain goes, you, you've turned me a little bit here. You've yeah. changed my mind. Yeah. Uh, and love wins out uh, mm-hmm. over hate. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a good message. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Let's fuck that up with a bunch of prequels. Um, <laughs> but that's like such a good message that, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. Good beginning, good end, and a horrible middle in uh, Jedi to me. Yeah. And then uh, the gub gub jub jub uh, dance. Uh, oh, song. at the end of the film? Or yeah, whatever? with the Ewoks doing gub gub yeah, hub, just, bub. Yeah. Hub 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 hub. I'll be perfectly honest with everyone nub, listening. Nub, nub, nub. I have seen that movie once. Snub stub wub wub. And that was in 1984. Glub 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 glub. So I, when I talk about the movie, I only talk about it in terms of what I remember of the yeah. film. So like the hour long fight in front of a door. That is the impression the film left sure. to me. I'm sure it's not an hour long fight in front of a door. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's 45 minutes, but it feels like an hour. And that's how I remember it. And it's, you know, I, and so, you know, my impressions of the film, and I remember leaving the theater very disappointed. I did, however, buy uh, the Psychedelic Furs Forever Now album before I went and saw the film. So I was happy that I had that. <laughs> so that was a good part of the day. But Sure. That's what everyone always brings up when yeah, they talk about I know, I know. Psychedelic Furs. They got that album. They're like, oh, I'm so happy I got this. Produced by Todd Rundgren. Really good album. Got Flo and Eddie from The Turtle singing on it. It's great stuff. Come on, come that on everyone. Should, by the way. Yeah. That should be our Star Wars podcast. What's that? Is like, uh, I want to see uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of it? Well, I got the Psychedelic Furs album, <laughs> it, and it's got Flo and Eddie now. Flo and Eddie, of course, you know from the Turtles. Uh, but they went on oh. to do this other work, and we mm. never get to the film. <laughs> a, a Star Wars aside, a Star Wars. That's right. A Star Wars misdirection. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back, I went to the theater. That was the first time I had Golden Topping. I don't know what's happened to Golden Topping, but that had a bad run for a while. <laughs> and I'm glad that Butters made a comeback to there. But remember when they had coconut oil on the popcorn and everyone was like, oh my God, coconut oil. And now everyone loves coconut oil. It's the healthiest thing there is. What's with that? What's with coconut oil? Is it bad? Is it good? You tell me about it. They were like, it's like five Big Macs. Why do they always use Big Macs as the measuring system? What's going on? Anyway, that's all the time we have. <laughs> Bye. Empire Strikes Back, which I also saw at the Vogue Theater in Vancouver um, which is kind of a big old yeah that's former, where I saw it. former burlesque or not burlesque but former uh, vaudeville theater no sorry that's where I saw that's where I saw Return of the Jedi oh okay I saw I saw Empire Strikes Back at uh, Stanley Theater oh okay yeah. that's still a nice theater as well um, but yeah I saw them I saw all three of them at the Vogue and uh, before Empire Strikes Back played they played some sort of weird National Film Board film before, like it was just playing when we came Which into the theater. Which they used to do. Yeah, and I don't. I wish I could remember it, but that was a long time ago that I saw that film. Um, and that's one film I have watched more than once. Empire Strikes Back. So I think I've seen it twice. I would like to see the original Star Wars. I would like to see that one again, as in not the CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, bunch of business. Well, that's why I haven't watched it that that often because you know when I saw the movie, 
I saw it in the theater. I saw it on a big screen. It was wonderful. And then when it came to television, it played on, it was, you know, pan and scan. So, it, you know, they, they, they reduced the size of the screen so they could fit onto a television screen. And so, you know, aspects of the film were gone. And so I just couldn't see the point of watching that when I was growing up. It just seemed like garbage to me. And then, you know, and video was the same. Video didn't improve that. They just kept the same problems. So I never watched it uh, for years, and that's why. And then by the time that it was available, like in a proper letterbox version, it had been all messed up by George Lucas with his uh, need, constant need to re- Jig things. Yeah. Oh, something we didn't mention was when we saw the movie, like you were saying, the first time we saw Star Wars, you didn't see it in a full theater. Uh, the latest movie we saw in a very unfull theater. We saw it. That was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It, it was a weird day because we, um, we were looking, as you heard, if you listened to the last episode, um, he's saying, Hey, this is a theater, but we have to get there because yeah. there's no tickets, there's no lockdown seats. Yeah. Well, this was because. They, I, I believe they had expanded <coughs> yeah, they, uh, <coughs> to another to another theater. They added a show. They added, they a, show. added a show, and they did not list it on Cinema Clock or anywhere else. I imagine. Them. No, they did on the Cineplex site. They oh, did, okay. which is where my wife uh, saw it. Okay. So, so we do. Uh, we're like, oh, we better get get there. And both Dave and my phones, uh, fuck yeah, up that was weird. Yeah. And we're giving us bad directions to to the theater. Yeah. We get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's in the theater, but my wife and my sister-in-law. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I was able to do the old joke of walking down the aisles going, Hey, hon! Hon! <laughs> hon! And he's like, I'm over here. Where? Raise your hand. It's funny if you're in an empty theater. Yes, it was classic, everyone. And then like uh, four laughter. other people showed up, I think. like uh, Yeah, S- screw them. <clears throat> but aside from that, it was like a private screening. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I actually like to watch m- big movies with a big crowd. Sure. I, I like the reaction. I like the <gasps> and the haws and the everything else that comes comes of it. And there know? were some nice uh, twist and magoos in the in the film. I'm glad we saw it early because people started getting spoily online. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was good. Well, it's hard to talk about it because it is so full of of event. Yeah. That it's hard to talk about without um without spoiling it. Um. Yeah, I've noticed uh, Red Letter Media who did uh, some really great really great um, critical essay or critical videos about uh, they're probably pretty famous now of the prequels uh, they I didn't watch all the review but it did seem that they didn't really like it very much mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not a movie that appeals to some sort of hardcore fans that have kind of created their own con- concept of what Star Wars should be yeah and a lot of people are reacting against you know the direction that Ryan Johnson took the films in I actually really like what he did I really I really like and I wish I could talk about it in more detail mm-hmm. and say why I like what he did. Maybe, maybe later on in the year we can well, talk about it. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give uh, Dave's phone number after the show. <laughs> and you can actually just call him directly and ask him. Uh, Every, yeah, or just write me a letter. You have my address. Yeah. Everyone. You know, uh, postcards are best. Post, postcards are fine. Yep. Yep. Only vintage postcards, though. I don't, I won't accept anything. Yeah. Uh, French postcards, especially. Saucy, vintage, saucy French postcards. French postcards. Get the fastest Mooch. response. Yes. Tray preferé. Right. No, I think it's it. It comes down to what does Star Wars mean to you, and if it means certain things, then this works for you, and if it means other things, it won't work for you. And I think the you know the prequels to some people work because they like they're those kind of detail oriented people that want to know. I want to know specifically this, this, and this, and this is what I want, and that's fine. That's great. If it's uh, but if you want something else, the, they made a choice. Yeah, they made some bold choices with this, and I agree with the choices. And I think having seen my friend Nick's. Uh, play about how Star Wars saved his life after his his assaults. 
uh, I think that especially like connected with me. There's mm-hmm. a couple of scenes that I went like, good. This I think this is a good movie for people to see that will help. I don't say help people, but it's it's inspiring. Yeah. And 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 I like that. And I'm a guy who you could you could you could turn this on me and just go, hey, guy who didn't like the DC movies, Mister Fussy Boots. <laughs> you know, listen, I really liked Man of Steel. I think it was a great movie. Says people, and me go, no, me not say that bad. Boo. <laughs> that not that not Superman. Yeah. It's like yeah. no, it's not my Superman. That he's not a neck snapping turd yeah. uh but you know you enjoyed Ooh. it you enjoyed it yeah that's great i'm glad whoever likes a movie i'm glad you liked a movie if you like phantom menace i'm glad you like phantom menace if it was a good time for you yeah we gotta have good times we're all mortal we're all gonna die soon yeah. we're all screaming at the darkness it's fine well yeah i guess you know what pick up a psychedelic furs album after every one of <laughs> these do. movies forever now yeah their best their best album in my opinion i am ho in my humble opinion oh very good I am I am a hoe. I thought you were saying yes, I was like right. what? I am a garden implement <laughs> for the psychedelic furs. <laughs> All right. So uh I we will we'll, we'll talk more about Star Wars as things uh progress and uh you know maybe we'll even invite people over uh to talk about them uh with us because you know that's the thing you talk about and apparently people like podcasts about Star Wars. So, yeah, there you go. They love it. They do. They oh, love Star Wars. Hey, by the way, we got cookies. Oh. Um uh, where, where do they come from? Uh <laughs> So mad, just eat the cookies. <laughs> uh, before the show, I was going to buy comic books from uh, the Eighth Dimension comic store that's mm-hmm. downstairs, yep. and there were uh, two uh, two people that were there who were yeah. fans of uh, ours. Oh, and they said, "Here, have these." And they handed a little uh, oh. Chinese food box, and I said, "Is there a hamster in here? Because I don't want a pet." And they went, "No, it's cookies." I went, "I'll take that then." Okay. So uh, well, here we go. Uh, we're gonna see. Here we go. Do you want to see what you? Yeah, let's you see what we ended up. What, what we ended up. Let with me here. just see. I'm oh gonna, my gosh, there's quite a few. Yeah, cookies quite a few. I'm gonna grab this shortbread because oh my gosh there's a lot of detail to a lot of these mm. things yeah it's really good I'm, I'm eating a little christmas wreath oh. uh, that's nice and you got a shortbread mm-hmm. i am i'm eating it on mic really nice. good yeah, i miss good. i miss the icing with my bite though dang it all very nice yeah, yeah you really get good. to you get to listen to us uh, eating on uh well cooked mm-hmm. or well baked mm, mm. very very nice you're welcome to you're i'm welcome. also going to talk with my mouth full now because i'm a slob as we're getting near the end uh dave do you have any chick talk for us this week and if so, hmm. let's uh, let's do the uh, opening. And if not, we won't. You know what? Hmm. Let me think. Think. Is this think, is think, this a no chick talk week? Think, think. Yeah. Let's let's keep it this week. I think we're kind of in a we're in a holding pattern. Okay. Then and again, I'm so sorry to be eating while we're uh, talking, but I'm not. If you have any chicken questions for Dave mm. about noisy, <laughs> noisy about Queenie. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. um, are we going to be getting uh, Queenie's address on Christmas Day? <laughs> That's right. She'll be making a, a speech. Okay. She'll say, buck, 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 buck. <laughs> Really? She says that? She says that every year. Mm-hmm. Really? This year has been no different? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's her Billis Mirabilis. <laughs> sure. Okay. Do you watch The Crown, by the way? I do not watch The Crown. Why do you watch The Crown? I watched the first three episodes of the second season. Did you watch any episodes of the first season? No, but it's... Well, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> It's history, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, I have to eat the Santa Claus. I know people. That's a beautiful Santa Claus. Man, it's great. Um, it's a little red nose. Yeah, because uh, red hat. I think this is actually is the now, child of Santa and Rudolph, the forbidden going, child <laughs> the forbidden of Santa child. and Rudolph. Now he's going to die. Here's my only problem with the crown. Oh, uh, it's uh, everyone's bummed out all the time. Constantly bummed out. Everyone mm-hmm. is totally, totally bummed out. I think that's the same with the first season. Is that right? It's all a lot of stuff like. I want to do this. 
oh, you can't do that. It's your duty to not do that. You have to do this instead. Yeah, that's fine. And that's fine. But there must be some good bits, right, Mm -hmm. to being the damn queen. Like something Mm -hmm. that's fun. Mm -hmm. Some kids come over. You get to goof around a bit. You get to go (laughs) see a nice show. You got to eat some good food. You're going like, this is really delicious. Like something, right? It's very very sympathetic to, to her story. Yeah. And I, you know, as someone who pretty much was kind of like unexpectedly thrust into a, you know, this very strange life, you know, like. Yes. To go, you know, because as far as she was, she knew where was, you know, her dad was going to live for another 20 years or whatever and be king and lead the country out of the war into a prosperous new, you know, new economy, you know, coming out of this horrible conflict against Germany. And he'd been such a stalwart, you know, he didn't, didn't flee England and run away from all the bombing and stuff of like that. He stayed in London. His daughter worked in the motor pool uh, during the war. Um, you know, so they <laughs> crunch, crunch. We can hear you. Don't, just don't pretend. You know, so and then you know, just as this is the war ends, he dies. Uh, you know, out of the blue, he just Ooh. dies, and she's left. Suddenly, she is the one. She and her whole life changes. You know, like the life that her and Philip imagined is over. You know, she become her. She who was once an equal with her sister is now much more than her sister ever could be you know and, and is so it changes all those dynamics it's and you know it does everything it's just it's a it is kind of in a way it is sort of a i don't want to say it's a tragic story but it's certainly well that's what it feels like to me it feels like they're playing mm-hmm. it all as a tragedy which you can do i guess you can but you know goose it up a little bit there is, you know yeah up. like have some fun too because you know, it, it can't just dramatically it makes yeah. more sense to like you know mm-hmm. show show some good uh, they could put some benny hill music on and have her running around in the, in the garden of buckingham right. palace like uh i don't know what poet said it but it was the old um you take the good you take the bad you take them both and there, there you, you have, have the facts of life the facts of life exactly and i think i think that's, so that's you're thinking of alan thick oh alan thick that's the poet you yeah. didn't know it do you still listen to james bonding no, I don't. They just did because uh, they did them all. I don't want to listen to them again. <laughs> but they just did one with Maurice Lamarche. Uh, oh, I on do Majesty like Secret Service. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I did not realize he's Canadian. Oh my gosh, he's Canadian. Yeah. He's so Canadian. That's how yeah. I. That's how I got to know him. Was he used to be on? Speaking of mm-hmm. the Alan Thicke show, he mentions it during the show. He talks about being on a pilot episode of the Alan Thicke yeah. show uh, with um, the actress who played Money Penny in the movies whose name I can't suddenly has gone in my head I'm sorry everyone who was also Canadian by the way right and uh, meeting her having having a uh, breakfast with her one morning and talking and and her saying that um him talking about about um George Lazenby who acted in Her Majesty's Secret Service and she said oh poor boy he was so over his head you know I think he you know obviously yeah. he, was, he was one of those people who even though they're 29 are younger than than their years you know because I think his life had been pretty pretty easy going up to that moment yeah. and then suddenly Things got really hard. Yeah, understood. I want you to sit in the car and cry because. You know, yeah. <laughs> here's a uh, here's my bonding with Maurice Lamarche. What? Uh, I see I see Maurice Lamarche at uh, at uh, San Diego Comic Con. He's mm-hmm. having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're talking breakfast. <laughs> uh, I see him over there, and uh, and uh, and I and I say I say hey to him. I'm like I'm nervous to say hey, but I say hey. He says uh, hey is for horses, ass wipe. Yeah, that's what he said, because he's a real dick. Real Canadian. He really threw me at the bear. <laughs> um, and uh, 
And so I just want to say hi. Uh, I, I really, uh, you really enjoy your stand up. And mm. he went, Oh, no, you didn't. And I went, No, I did. And I went, like, I used to watch you on the Alan Thick show. Mm. And I used to watch you on the Don Heron show. And there was also a show that was going on. Uh, that wasn't called Make Me Laugh, but it was like, There's the bit or some kind of nonsense <laughs> that they were rerunning on okay. the comedy network here, like, really late. And it's okay. a ridiculous, it was a terrible, terrible show. Okay. And the premise was, um, for, uh, sorry, three comedians would tell a joke, yeah. and only one of them would tell the real punchline, but they'd all tell the same joke with a different punchline. It was famous comedians, and mm. he was one of them. Okay. And then they'd have, like, Nipsey Russell, and they'd have Jack Carter, and they'd all do a thing, and it was terrible, yeah. and people have to guess. So, How about Wilf Carter? <laughs> no, not Wilf Carter. Okay. No. Uh, and uh, I said to him, yeah, I was just watching you on that, like, last week, and he went, what? And, uh, yeah, they're still running that? Like, yeah, they're still running that, but, like, we bonded instantly over that, and we're <laughs> really getting on, and uh, and Pia was next to me, and she was, she just, had, she walked up at that point, and I went, oh, it was Maurice, and da-da-da-da-da-da, and then uh, he, had to, he had to go, and we had to go. I was like, oh, it was nice meeting you. Yeah, I'll see you again sometime. And we're walking away, and she's like, who was that? I was like, oh, that's Maurice LaMarche. It's like, why is that name so familiar? Oh, well, he was like uh he was uh, the brain and pinky in the brain he was egon on real ghostbusters and she was like why did you tell me that <laughs> i'm like well i because i can't tell you that while he's there yeah, like, yeah there's no way of me doing that just like yeah he's the brain because i'm playing it cool right now but yeah but he was very nice oh uh, yeah yeah he did a little orson welles during the uh of james bond he did it's his thing. How could he not? It's his thing. It's like it's like having an interview with Mark Hamill and having him not do the Joker. Try. Yeah. Just try. <laughs> you try and keep that bottled up. Good luck. It's it's weird when he does it on talk shows and uh, bless him. He's 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 great. Um, but like I saw him do it like on Colbert and mm. like he just cracks it out and uh, no one gets it because this is a mainstream audience. Yeah. And yeah. they don't know that. You do the Joker, and if they did, it's still a cup. What on yeah. the cartoons? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, We're adults. Yeah. Um, when was this? Twenty-five years ago. <laughs> All right, but also now. Oh, mm, both are things that times we wouldn't have enjoyed that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But good for you, Luke yeah. Skywalker, yeah. which is a much bigger deal to us. Mm. Yeah, that must be hard. It's sort of like if you had uh, Orson Welles, and Orson Welles uh. just keeps breaking out. Like you know, everyone wants to talk about uh, you know uh, Citizen Kane, and he's like, "I was Unicron, remember <laughs> Unicron in the Transformers movie?" It's like, yeah, and I was all, "I'll eat your planet." Yeah, but when you were doing Citizen Kane, num 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 num, <laughs> I'm eating you, Cybertron, the lady from Shanghai. When you had that scene with the mirrors, what were you? And I said. <laughs> Megatron, you have betrayed me for the last time. How remember? did you? How did you stage where that, mom, that time mom, was mom, the, mom, the, mom. the longest single take shot of for for a touch of evil? We how were did lucky you... to get Eric Idle for that film. <laughs> Here's what we did: we asked, "Do you want to do it?" And he went, "Yes." <laughs> will you pay me? We said, "Yes." He said, "I will." That's do it. right. It was very important. We got to him. a young Judd Nelson just as he was starting to peak. It seemed important to him also that he be paid for his part. In that yes, they didn't understand that we do it for the art <laughs> and the money. Num 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 num. <laughs> Folks, folks, I want you all to have a holly jolly Christmas, even if you don't celebrate Christmas. You uh, can still have a holly jolly Christmas. It is happening. It is apparently the best time of the year. It's not. That's why it's we the have most it. We have, wonderful we have time it because it's not the, the most year. wonderful time of the year. Um, All so, the people are shopping and children are dropping their pants for a beer. <laughs> so report that if you see it. 
Okay. So, anyway, that's going to be a hashtag next year. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Kids are dropping their pants for a beer. So, that's Dave's novelty song. (laughs) Dropping my pants for a beer at the holidays. A song about children. Oh, my God. I wrote a novelty song. You certainly did. I've heard of the disease. That's right. I'm throwing them at the bear. (laughs) Um, Listen, we love to hear from you. We're at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's by email. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's the way that Dave's parents could get in touch with us if they listen to the show, Mm. which they don't. No. Anyway, we'll give you his parents' email uh, after the show as well, and (laughs) then you can, like, email them. Sure. Also, it's not too late to tell Dave. um, That you love me? That you love him and oh. give him advice for a present for his uh, parents because it's yeah. going to be like – this will be dropping two days uh, before yeah, Christmas. That's right. uh, we are also at our website, SneakyDragon.com. That's where our message boards are and we'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh, we also put little details about the show. We're also on Facebook. I put stuff up there. Mm-hmm. See pictures of those chocolate bars we were talking about. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and on Twitter, that is uh, at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We're on Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr and also many other things. Uh, I handed Dave off a copy of our book, um, oh my which gosh, is yeah. Sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming out February 27th. That's Nina Matsumoto did the art. I did the writing. Dave did the beautiful colors. Beautiful. <laughs> and I'm coughing in joy. Over <laughs> hey, our first siren of the night. Hey, okay. Everyone, take a drink. Take a drink. Rum and make eggnog. Make a wish. Rum and eggnog. And uh, let's all wish for the best for whoever they're picking up or dropping off. Ian, don't you drink any rum and eggnog, though? No, no. Just rum. Straight okay. rum. Sounds good. Neat. Um, num, 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 num. By the way, I know we're wrapping up the show, but I just wanted to say that sure. um, there was a listener who wanted me to read uh, a book by uh, an author named Trevanian. Trevanian? Mm-hmm. Trevor? Nian? Trevan Ian. Anyway, <laughs> his book, he wrote a book, uh, was recommended was Shibumi. That was the book that, uh, the famous song by the, I think by the Diamonds? No. Who did that song? Shibumi, Shibumi. Na 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 shabumi shabumi. Yep. Sure. Anyway, this is I could not find shabumi, <laughs> so I ended up buying a book called The Agar Sanction because I I remember seeing the movie a long time ago when I was younger. It starred Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. and it was a complete mystery to me what the fuck was going on in that film. It was one of those movies where you watch it, mm-hmm. and at no point do you understand what anyone is doing in the movie. And it might have just been that I was very young, and so I couldn't pick up a lot of like things that adults do. But I also have a feeling that it's just very complicated. So I'm hoping later on. I'm hoping the book will explain okay. this all to me. So I, I bought the Iger Sanction today as a way to finally uh, crack the Trevan Trevi Nana <laughs> conundrum. So I will still look for Shibumi. I'll, I'll still read that book. But for, for now, I'm going to read the Iger Sanction. Okay. And I'm feeling like he might be a more polished Robert Ludlum. Just from Ooh. the just from the description of, Strong on, words. On, the, on the book. Strong words. But I, I'm looking forward to reading it. I have it for Christmas. So this Christmas I'm going to literally, absolutely No I'm not. What am I saying? I'm, you can't relax at Christmas time. It's ridiculous. No. That's what the I heard about a, a fella who uh like last Christmas gave yep. someone their heart and the very next day mm-hmm. they gave it away. This year yep. to save them from tears. Yeah. They're giving it to someone special. Okay. Meaning last year yeah. they gave it to someone not special. Uh-huh. So fuck that guy. <laughs> What an idiot. What a dope. Yeah. Anyway, you can finish the show. Oh, and the other thing was, I just wanted to apologize to people for the late... For interrupting me before I could finish the show? No, whatever. I don't care about that. The late late, uh, posting of the show last week, I I had to to fix the brakes on my car because because Mm -hmm. we went to Mm -hmm. the uh, Vanny's Panto last weekend. nice. On Friday night. And I got pulled over by the... That's short for pantominium. Pantominium, yes. We were there for the pre-sales. Okay. Uh, and it turned out they're already all sold to foreign buyers. So. But anyway, on the way there. Oh, no, they're not. Oh, oh yes, yes, they <laughs> were. 
<laughs> Look behind you. It's a foreign liar. What? Where? Where? I can't see them. They're right behind you. Um, no, on our way there, I ran two stop signs because my brakes were making these weird noises. Yeah. And so I was kind of, I kind of drifted through one. I didn't run it. I just kind of drifted uh-huh. through it. And, and then I, and then it was a weird intersection. You go through this, you go over a bridge, uh-huh. over a little bridge, over a railroad track, and then you make an immediate left and then you wind down this hill and then there's a stop sign at the bottom. Then you go over the railroad track that you just went over the bridge and then you carry on on this road. It's a very silly mm. junction. And, um, so I t- kind of drifted through the left turn, or drifted through this four-way stop, made my left, and then I got down to the bottom of the hill where I'm supposed to stop at the stop sign to look both ways to see if a train was coming. Right. No train was coming. I knew that. So I just went through the stop sign. Okay. Because my brakes were making this grinding noise, and I yeah. was just like, I don't want to just be going on. So, And then the, the police were behind me, uh-huh. so they pulled me over yeah. for running the light. But fortunately, they only gave me a warning. Also, fortunately, I did not say I did it because my brakes were not working properly. Because ah. you don't want to say that to the police. <laughs> you know, I was driving with my car around and in public, and I, the brakes aren't working properly. It was they were they were working. They're just making a weird noise, and I was trying to like not make them make the weird noise. Maybe I was trying to so maybe Lisa wouldn't notice. Get on my case about it. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> Anyhow, so let's not talk about that. So then I um I uh, yeah. So on Saturday I had to take take the uh t- you know the, I had to fix brakes. So I did that. And then the show was late because uh, that was my afternoon shot to pieces. So, folks, do you accept Dave's apology? That is my apology, everyone. Let us know. If you do, let us know where. Where can they let us know? I just did it. Oh, did I you? I just did all of those. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, for all our talk at the beginning of, like, uh, relatives getting old, we've had some senior moments in the last <laughs> 10 minutes. If you listen if you listen to uh-huh. it, uh-huh. there's some warning signs. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I think we all need to get just ourselves a nice nap. I smell toast. Mm. Oh, Add it. a toast. And <laughs> toast to... To that, uh, to that Heritage Minutes that let us know uh, the signs of a stroke. Seizure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was seizure. Damn it. Another senior minute. God damn it. Anyway. Senior uh, moment. Best of the holidays uh, to all of you. Don't uh, stress over things too much. Uh, you're all great. It's all fine. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yep. It'll be fine. Have fun. Okay, have fun. Have fun with it. And if you can't have fun, uh, relax. And if you can't have fun, have fuck. <laughs> Next week... We might. Doesn't that make any sense? Are you going to throw me to the bear? Pump the brakes. <laughs> Pump the brakes, everyone. Pump the brakes. If uh, I meant have fun. <laughs> I think I... And if you can't have fun, have fun. <laughs> and if you can't have fun, drop your pants for a beer. <laughs> like all the other uh, children. Well, I'm sure we're going to have a special guest next week. So he'll help okay. to uh, make the show better all right. for a change. Okay. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas. We're, we're really sorry. We'll be better in the next year. Shopping, I don't care what I pay. I donna get some presents to give on Christmas Day. I thought a great big pity bank, it's full up to the top. 
I know there's lots of pennies. I got them from my pop. Oh, dindo bells, Christmas trees, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day, I'm glad it's very near. Oh, dindo bells, Christmas trees, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas Day, the best day of the year. I don't buy my sister a dolly and a bed. I don't buy my brother a pony and a thread. I don't buy my mommy a house and new fur coat. I don't buy my daddy some money cause he's broke. Oh, dindo bells, Christmas tree soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas day, the best day of the year. I can't forget my sweetie or Tommy down the street. I just remembered Aunt Nell and Uncle Pete. I'll take them all some presents and far as I can see. I don't make them happy, as happy as can be. Now I will mind my mommy, I'll do just what she say. I'll be as good as good can be, at least till Christmas Day. Cause Sandy Claus has presents for little girls and boys. And if I just behave myself, he'll leave me lots of toys. Now I'll hang up my stocking upon the chimney. And get up white and early to see the Christmas tree. We'll all be very happy, we'll all be very gay. Cause there's no other day compares with good old Christmas day. Ooh, dingo bells, Christmas tree, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas day, I'm glad it's very near. Oh, dingo bells, Christmas tree, soon we'll be here. I can't wait till Christmas day, the best day of the The night before Christmas And all through the casa Mama, she was busy Preparing the masa To make the tamales For the tamalada And all the ingredients For the enchiladas Papa in the front room With all the muchachas Was dancing the mambo and doing the cha-cha My brothers and sisters Were out in the hall Listening to Elvis Singing rock and roll When all of a sudden there came such a racket I jumped out of bed and I put on my jacket I looked out the window and in front of the house Was my old uncle Pedro as drunk as a louse ran in the casa and he grabbed the guitar he let out a yell <laughs> and sang Guadalajara Guadalajara, Guadalajara Guadalajara, Guadalajara I was starting to wonder as I lay there alone how old Santo Claus was to visit my home with all of this noise they would scare him away When all of a sudden I hear someone say Ha! Pablo! Chuchito! Ha! Arriba! Gordito! Jose! 
Get up there, you bums, or you don't get no hay. And then to my wandering eyes did appear eight cute little donkeys instead of reindeer. They pulled a carreta that was full of toys for all of us good little girls and boys. The fat little driver waved his big sombrero and said, Merry Christmas! Feliz Año Nuevo! That means Happy New Year. And then I heard him sing, I am Santa's cousin from south of the border. My name's Pancho Claus, and I bring you your order. I hear him exclaim as he drove past the porches, Merry Christmas to all and to all Buenas Noches. wife says to me, let's not drive the old coupe, hitch up once again, the one horse open sleigh, the horse was awful mad, if he could talk he'd say, you'll be sorry you hitched me to a one horse open sleigh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. It ain't fun like it used to be in a one-horse open sleigh. A jingle bells, a jingle bells, a jingling all the way. I should have worn long underwear in that one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow with the cold wind in our face. I can't hold a horse, he thinks he's in a race. He kicks snow on us, it hits us on the chest. I bet that we're the coldest Swedes in the whole darn Middle West. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. My wife sure hates sleigh bells since she rode that one-horse sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. We're too old for riding in a one-horse open sleigh. Night is awful dark, can't see beyond my nose. I can't blink my eyes, my eyeballs must be froze. I can't hear my wife yell, I can't see her face. I guess I must have lost her when we turned at the onsen's place. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. I nearly caught pneumonia in that one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. I wouldn't make brass monkeys ride in a one-horse open sleigh. My name is Prancer. I'm Dancer. My name is... Uh, my name is... Today, are you nervous? No. We are Santa's reindeer. We've learned to sing this year.
everybody, we're on our way to see you.